Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Aspinall. And joining me through Discord, as always, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is the tank top sage. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. You're muted, I think. Come on. Not very sagely of you. Bring it back. Zip, 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 What's up, zip, everybody? Zip, zip, zip. <laughs> <laughs> What's good? What up, Chris? What's good, everybody listening? What's up, Brian in advance? Yeah, I skipped over you, Chris, because I had to make up in some way. Um, this is one hell of a week. Oh, yeah. We got a big week. And joining us for this big week, it is uh, our producer. It is my little brother. It is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. Some nerds. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, right. We have eight series to talk about today. So, uh, And some of them have two chapters uh, to them. So let's not waste any motherfucking time. Let's get into plugs really fast. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. Like on the helmet. That's at Instagram. Um, and the Twitter is at New Jump City Josh. Oh, yeah. Brian? You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Oh, yeah. You can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, especially because we do a really good chapter of the week poll. Uh, but not on Twitter this week. I wanted to experiment. YouTube has allowed us to kind of uh, do polls on uh, the the YouTube channel. So uh, we were experimenting a little bit with that. Uh, I believe we do have a winner, which is exciting. Uh, so uh, tune in and we'll uh, let you know. Subscribe to the YouTube so that you can cast your vote uh, on your favorite chapter of the week. And we announce it on uh, this week's show. Uh, but follow us on all the socials anyway because why not uh you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about that will be pretty cool uh you can uh subscribe to us again on the youtube if you so uh wish uh and you can comment underneath the video if you uh so feel like you need to say something uh let us know what you guys think about the show about the chapters that we talk about uh whether it's on the highlight version of the podcast that we make for you guys every week or the full version of the podcast that we put out uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, uh, you can catch us wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music. Check us out on that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it as far as plugs go, right? I think we're done. Uh, without further ado, let's get this fucking show started. One Piece. This is One Piece chapter 1065. Six Vegapunks. Um, it's been two weeks since we had One Piece. And uh, last we left off with One Piece, uh, the Straw Hats are uh, just kind of disembarking on the uh, island of Egghead where uh, the, uh, the genius scientist known as Vegapunk lives. We learned that he is uh, basically six different people all at once. He seems to have divided his consciousness up uh, between these six mech mecha people these robot people uh and we're getting to know all of them now they seem to inhabit uh different parts of his personality or his, his being as a person 
Uh, so that's been very excited. We've seen uh, that uh, there is p- uh, pacifistas on this island uh, in the shape of uh, Bartholomew Cuma, uh, who is the uh, father of Jewelry Bonnie, um, one of the 11 supernovas. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, so far all we've learned. We've met a couple of the Vegapunks. We know Lilith. We know, um, damn, what's the what's the fifth one? The evil one? No, e- evil one is Lilith. Uh Ash, uh, uh, fuck, Atlas, uh, is the fifth one, and uh, you have a great memory. It's just, it literally just came back to me. <laughs> I nearly lost it, but uh, Atlas I, and Lilith. I remember violence. Yeah, and um, we have uh Shaka, who we haven't seen in full figure yet, uh, but yeah, we've seen him around, and he seems to have ties uh to Dragon in some way or form. Uh, and now we open with this chapter. Uh, Zoro and Brooke have uh, stayed behind to guard the ship. Uh, we see that Caribou is there, and he's just like, uh, they basically tell him to fuck off. It's <laughs> like, get off our ship. And he's like, I, I said that I would like get off on the next island, but bro, this is a fucking government island. This is this is Fed Island here. Please don't leave me here. Uh, and honestly, one of my favorite panels of the chapter is Zoro looking at him. He's like. Hey, you helped our captain in Wano. Thanks. Get off now. <laughs> I thought it was like really fun. Uh, right. Would you rather get off at this island or die? Yeah. I'll, I'll just That's cut the vibe you, I was getting from Zoro. Yeah. That's basically the vibe. Um, we cut to the straw hats that are with Lilith. That'll be Nami, Usopp, uh, Frankie, and Robin, and Sanji. Um and they're following him uh, to the mainland of uh, Vegapunk. I believe the Labo phase It's what it is what it's called. Oh, f- I, I said Frankie was with them, right? I don't. I may have met, left yes. someone out. But uh, anyway, so, you know, they go up uh, this escalator. I guess escalators aren't really super common in, in the One Piece universe. So they're just kind of marveling at it. Uh, Lilith reveals that the island is uh, pretty much like py- powered on fire. Uh, they're using like the various, uh, the, the conversion of fire into energy, uh, to basically as a natural resource, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, she seems, a little seems to walk directly through a gate without really it opening. And, you know, that's part of the technology as well. Uh, they just phase through it. Um, they seem to phase through a different door entirely because by the time they pull through, uh, Lilith is gone and has disappeared completely. Um, I think that I think that's what they're going for. Um, Lilith either just kind of goes on ahead or she's just not there with them. Um, but yeah, as they're uh, walking onward, uh, they hear like an announcement uh, from uh, the Vegapunk Edison, uh, who's just basically telling them to keep moving along uh, onward. And as they continue into the the lab uh these big iron doors open and uh behind the iron doors is the fucking jimbei seraphith uh pretty cool the jimbei seraphim sorry um yeah and he's just sitting there and uh you know these seraphim obviously are of the war they're like little warlord androids that are like in child form of previous warlords plus Seemingly with DNA of Lunarians, given the uh, black wings and the fire uh, behind them. Um, 
But yeah, they're the Straw Hats obviously don't know about the Seraphim. So they're just like, what? Is that Jinbei's son? What the hell? Did Jinbei get turned into a child? And uh, obviously the Seraphim doesn't really, it's not very conversational. It immediately just starts firing off uh, Pasa Fista beams. And uh, yeah, the Straw Hats are just. And they have AoE splash damage too. Yeah. I know you like that, Brian. (laughs) Uh, I know I'm I'm speaking your lingo right now. Is that what is that lingo? Yep, yep I get it. What's yeah, AOE splash yeah, damage? All right, so um, essentially, instead of it being like, all right, so when you look, when you think of a beam, right, it's like this sh- straight projectile. Mm-hmm. So you can only, you know, you're you're limited in what you could target. But these beams are so deadly. Not only does it shoot in a sh- in a straight beam, when it makes contact, it explodes, oh. creating that splash. Splash in That's the cool. area. Uh, AOE meaning attack on, what does that stand for? AOE, Brian. Area of effect. Area uh, of effect. I was about to say attack on entropy or something stupid. Yeah. Attack on that. Well, huh? You learn something new every day. Area of effect. Area of effect. Um, speaking of splash, uh, there, this Jimbe also seems to just dive into the water, and Frankie kind of recognizes that. He's like, wait a minute. I know that. And uh, it is very reminiscent of uh, Senor Pink's Swim Swim Fruit Powers from all the way back in Dressrosa. Uh, oh. Remember, he just, like, dives into the floor and he swims wherever he wants. The Jimbe hmm. seems to be doing something similar. Uh, I don't know what that means, <laughs> really. I don't know if they somehow killed uh uh senior pink and transferred their pow- his powers into this jimbe seraphim but it's uh it's familiar as frankie knows because he fought uh senior pink that's why he's like i know that power um, oh I, I didn't i didn't make the connection before yeah i saw that i was like whoa uh so yeah uh the jimbe seraphim just jumps out of the water and uh just starts choking nami out uh, pretty vicious, uh, which uh, just like activates Sanji immediately. You know what time it is. Uh, he just like uses his maximum f- like Diablo Jambe powers and uh, kicks the shit out of the Jimbe Seraphim. Uh, Robin follows suit uh, with her Gigante Fleur and just starts like smashing the ground where the Jimbe Seraphim landed. This uh, Seraphim dodges and uh, appears directly before Robin. Uh, luckily, Usopp is there to do something for the first time in a long time. Nice. Usopp! <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, this Seraphim is also just like maneuvering and, you know, attacking the Straw Hats like as they attack him. Um, Frankie starts shooting a beam and um, that's when we get to see... Uh, Edison the Thinker, the the third, uh, the number three Vegapunk, who is actually reacting to Frankie's beam like, whoa, he just shot a laser. Who is that guy? Uh, sick. This fucking Seraphin isn't ready for laser tests yet. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's like, he's just like thinking, he's like, uh, uh, about all this different stuff. Lilith is like, you, do, you, do you have any idea how much a single f- Seraphim costs? <laughs> this uh, Edison is like so evil, <laughs> uh, 
But then he just like gets hit with a wave of inspiration and he flies off to draw new plans. Uh, meanwhile, he leaves uh, Dr. Vegapunk Pythagoras the Wise uh, to continue gathering battle data. Uh, this is the punk number four. Uh, and we see that it's just like gathering the data. Um, we see this punk six who is eating uh, as uh, Edison seems to demand that it can uh, that punk six continues eating so uh, he can keep like doing plans. Uh, <laughs> which is interesting. Does that mean that like if one like this, this uh, one Vegapunk sustains all of them in there in that way, you know, like if she eats, the rest of them eat. And if she doesn't eat, they all are famished. Yeah, I guess so. I, that's the implication here. Uh, famished. But yeah, this uh, punk six continues to eat um, till uh, her current body mass index is over 600. Um, so, uh, Pythagoras is just like realizing that like the seraphim's attack patterns evolve as they grow. Does that mean that bloodline elements record individuals' experiences? So I guess these um these seraphim like keep the bloodline elements of whatever they are manifesting, whether they be I guess Jimbe's or the uh, lunarian DNA that they have. Uh, they guys I guess they kind of retain that kind of stuff. Um. But yeah, this little guy, this Pythagoras is like a big robot, but it seems like he it's just like a big mech suit for him and he can just like pop out of it. Um, it's three and four respectively. So they're like little twin brothers, I guess. Um, and yeah, we see that uh, they, they're still working. Uh, Atlas comes out of nowhere and uses digestion punch, which... Uh, gives us the introduction of York the Greedy, which is the punk six that's been eating this whole time for them. Um, and you it, know, fun fact. What? When I read this for the first time, I thought those were two different characters. Which one? The one sleeping and the one eating. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's York. The same person. Mm-hmm. Same number, same hair, goggles. Wow. Yeah. What was I looking at? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I guess it looks like there's... The, we see like how they look like before and we don't see them transform into this skinnier version of themselves. Um, but yeah, the, the Vegapunks are all hard at work and, uh, we cut back to where the, uh, re remaining straw hats are. Um, and we see that, uh, Dr. Vegapunk Shaka the good, the Vegapunk number one pulls up and, um, demands and orders the, um, the Seraphim to stop. Um, Mm -hmm. And he introduces himself as Vegapunk, uh, Dr. Vegapunk Shaka. Um, and the Straw Hats are kind of stuck in place. And the reason being is that the shoes that they're wearing uh, are under control of the la laboratory's uh, magnetic field. So they can essentially uh, stick them to the ground whenever they want. Uh, so <laughs> this was really funny. Like Usopp is like just confused. He's like... Okay, so we met a woman Vegapunk and an announcer Vegapunk, and this guy's like, yes, I am also Vegapunk. And Usopp's just like, am I Vegapunk? Uh, that was a little fun moment for Usopp. Um, but Frankie's pretty stoked, you know? This is like his, this is his cup of tea, you know, inventions and whatnot. Uh, 
he's he just wants to explore this island and see everything um and he's like i want to know what kind of tech you're packing we don't gotta be enemies and uh shaka reveals something incredibly uh cryptic and crazy uh he he looks over to frankie and he says this place is the past um because like frankie oh, what? yeah because frankie refers to this place as like kind of the super future and um, we get like a little intercut with Luffy, Chopper, Bonnie, and Jimbe, uh, just like finding something. And Luffy and Chopper are like, "Whoa, this shit is cool! I wanna, uh, I wanna ride it! <laughs> I wanna ride this thing!" And uh, we cut back to Shaka as he's like talking over this little scene that they're having. Frank is like, "What do you mean the past?" And he's like, "If I told you that Egghead wasn't the only one." That there was once a kingdom just as highly advanced as this that actually existed 900 years ago. Would you believe me? As we see a big little, like, a big panel of this, like, fallen giant robot warrior uh, that is just, like, laid up in this, like, seems like a trash heap. Uh, and, uh, yeah, crazy chapter <laughs> overall. That is where this chapter ends uh lots to discuss the introductions of yes. vegapunk the yes uh, continuing vegapunks uh we see that apparently we're getting into the void century uh but josh what did you think about one piece chapter 1065 what did i think let me tell you this there's a lot of series on the plate but um because I had a really hard decision with all of them, there's one clear answer, and that's our and that's uh, One Piece being the best chapter this week. Oh, um, in my opinion, yeah, yeah, it's it, it is for me as well, Brian. Where, where do you stand? It's not yours, yeah, yet? it's my RGC. Oh, you know what? Based on the poll as well, uh, our YouTube poll. <laughs> harmonic convergence this is a harmonic convergence really good chapter of the week uh i gotta find the line <laughs> but it's a it's a long drop <laughs> i i uh went a little indulgent on it but is this real fucking life yeah uh based on our uh youtube poll we have uh one piece won 50 of the vote it is all of our collective really good chapters of the week <laughs> so you know we gotta do it this is a long drop guys <laughs> Gathered today in celebration. Rejoice, my friends, for this is the harmonic RGC. Let's go, Brian. Connect, connect with the spirits. We're all one in convergence. Together and believe it, this was the greatest chapter of this week because it is from Oda's hands directly to our hearts. We are blessed every time he drops a chapter. Facts. No fiction. I hope we don't get copyright stricken for this. <laughs> it's worth it. We had to I didn't it think aside. about it. Nah, listen. <laughs> um, all bullshit aside, there's one reason, and one reason only, this is the best chapter of the week. And that's because <laughs> of that. No more. Oh, boy. When Oda drops some lore... It's like a, you know, on my birthday every year, my grandmother, well, 
most years, my grandmother makes something called magic cookies, right? And they're very special. They're really special. They make so? me happy. And so, you know, it's rare. It doesn't happen all the time. But when it does happen, it is, it's wonderful. It's wonderful for me. And that's exactly how I feel about One Piece lore. Um, if you notice, for those um, that are just listening, I have a paper that says lore. And it's written in giant letters. It is very important. You guys, impressive. Right, all right. But there's a reason for the giant letters. And that's because at the end of the day, giants was in the past. You heard me, guys. Giants are in the past. It was all giants. Smart people were giants. People on boats were giants. The animals were giants. Um, it was giants. Yes. Your favorite character was a giant. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nika the Sun God was... He was a giant and was nine times out of ten also the sun. But that's neither here nor there. I guess we'll figure that out eventually. Uh, I thought it was cool that they ran into the pacifista. I... I thought it was a nice little. Um, I like the fact that Oda put Jinbei Young in in a previous chapter, just to see. Um, like I guess so, it's like realistic. So we didn't like we weren't confused at all about who it was or what's going on. Like these are clearly younger versions of the warlords. I feel like it cleared that up. But something else really jumped out to me, and that was when they showed uh, Robin doing her attack. That gigante floor thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, before when she used it, it was like all black and it looked like a demon. This time she used it and it was just plain. Oh yeah, that's like she's done it before, where like you know she she brought a bigger version of herself, like the demon. Wasn't thing that like... just her special ability? Like, didn't she just pull that ability out? No, not not that one. She's done that one before, but like. Her demon thing is like an expansion of that ability. Like there's horns uh, okay. and everything on that one. It's a it's a stronger version of that power. Like she's kind of pushing it a little more with um the the demon child one. Yeah, she really leveled up. Okay. So is that hockey? Maybe. I don't know what Maybe. really differentiates the, the the demon child from. Uh, I think uh, with this one, it's like kind of a more stationary version of it, where I think like her demon child one can actually move from like the spot it's in mm-hmm. and actually wrestle shit itself, <laughs> you know? Well, anyway, giants. I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this. So I'm um, I'm done. Yeah, uh, Brian. Yeah, Brian. What, what did you thought? think? Um, so there was a lot of uproar in the community. Not like bad or uproar. Like a lot of uh, a lot of hoopla. Everybody's kind of <laughs> going crazy about the reveal in the end here. And uh, there were a few theories. Theory time. Lore. <laughs> Lore. So, what is it good for? <laughs> so there's a theory that all devil fruits 
were created by the ancient government. Mm -hmm. So essentially, uh, Vegapunk was just trying to... Uh, oh, Jesus, my camera. Yeah, it's all right. So uh, apparently Vegapunk was trying to recreate all... Like, all right, so Vegapunk was trying to recreate all of the ancient kingdom's technology since they were so far advanced, right? And uh, the smile fruits and stuff like that were a product of him trying to create devil fruits like the ancient kingdom did, but he failed. Mm. Um, and uh, Monosuke's dragon fruit being the only thing that he actually the only copy that he actually perfectly replicated until the Seraphim. So the Seraphim is essentially like proof that he perfected recreating devil fruits, essentially. That makes sense. So that's the theory. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we, we know that already like that uh, Vegapunk is very, very tied uh, to the, the devil fruit lore in general, seeing as how he seems to know their true nature in general so um i'm excited to see more um you gotta we're gonna get a lot of knowledge bombs here too because vegapunk if if all this technology comes from the ancient kingdom that means he must have a lot of knowledge of the ancient kingdom so we're probably gonna learn a lot about that soon nice um also shaka i love his fucking character design it looks so fucking dope it's like daft punk yeah, yeah, that's exactly that what I was going to say. With the fucking coat, he looking sick and shit. Like, Marshmallow. Um, also, I have an idea that I haven't seen anybody talk about. Where I think uh, Shaka, Shaka, they cover up Shaka's face. Because I think he's actually a fish. You think he's a fish man? I think he's a, no, not a fish man. Just a fish in a, in a bowl. Because that's Oda's thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's his like. That's Oda's. Uh, well, what? Oda's Oda's. Uh, you know, at the at the beginning of all the volumes, there's like a little, um, like artists depict themselves as certain things. Like Daisuke uh, Ashihara for uh, Daisuke from um, World Trigger, he likes to draw himself as a cat. Um, Tagashi likes to draw himself as a dog. Um, so you know that, and uh, Oda has himself with a fish head. Uh, it would be genuinely surprising if that's if, if that was just uh, foreshadowing the whole time. Yeah, foreshadowing of Vegapunk <laughs> the entire time. It can't be that deep. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It can't be, but what if it was? Then, you know, a, a lot of people are getting sick of uh, a, a bunch of folks being like, Oda foreshadows everything. This would be pretty... Pretty much, we can't deny that Oda foreshadows everything, if that's the case. Daenerys would lose their fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, this whole time. But I would go crazy. I'd go a little crazy if he was just a fish for a head. Lore. Lore. Lord. Lore. 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 Yeah, Lore. those are my thoughts. I thought Baby Jinbei was adorable, even though he's fucking up people. Baby Jinbei is adorable. Yeah. You liked him beating up Nami? <laughs> no. Hmm? Yeah. Well, I thought he was adorable. Him and saw? Baby Kuma. Baby Kuma is also adorable. Yeah. There was a Baby Kuma? Yeah. The one oh, yeah, earlier. With yeah. the CP9. I mean, yeah, CP0. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, this was my favorite chapter of the week. Uh, but it was it was really cool to 
to see all this shit with the surf and Jinbei. That swim swim fruit ability, I'm very interested in how that was possible because two people can't have the same fruit. So that means either somehow Vegapunk was able to replicate the fruit using science or the government, after Dressrosa managed to arrest all of uh, Doflamingo's crew from uh, from Dressrosa and... I guess execute them so that they can use their powers somehow. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely eerie. Uh, the Seraphim ain't nothing to fuck with. Uh, pretty excited to see uh, where that goes. I, it was cool seeing the other Vegapunks. Uh, we're getting introduced to them in, in a little quick of a fashion. Um, we've met what? Six of them already. We've met Shaka Lilith, uh, Pythagoras and um, uh, what's his face Edison and Atlas so that's like f- five I guess so I'm excited to see there's like one more right Shaka yeah we I guess Shaka. we met all of them hmm we've met all oh, the Vegapunk is the real Vegapunk yeah besides the real one obviously but yeah it was cool seeing them and uh, seeing how they kind of operate together Pythagoras and um and Edison seem very similar in the way they work. I guess the difference here between like the thinker and the wise is that, you know, uh, Edison represents the innovative mind of Vegapunk. That's always like making shit and, um, and is the source of all of like just the raw ideas for inventions. Uh, and Pythagoras is just like the, the absorber of data that allows for this, um, this inspiration to take place. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this chapter seeing how it all goes. Uh, every time Shaka pulls up onto the screen, uh, he's always got some shit to drop, whether uh, it's the connection with dragon or this n- fucking void sentry lore that we're about to get. I th- void sentry are full of giants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's giants necessarily because the giants still exist. They're their ancestors. That's why the world government hates them. That's true. I mean, maybe the giants do have something to do with this, and this is their jumping off points to get to Elbaf, you know? Um, so this could be an Elbaf setup chapter. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Ark. Yeah. Bow, I, bow, I, don't, bow. I don't think we're going to get the whole story of the Void Ryan Sentry. Right on the mark. Yeah, right on the mark. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a whole backstory for the Void Sentry just yet. Uh, I feel like that's a bigger idea that Oda is going to tackle down the line. Uh, but it would be cool to get some fucking tidbits about it. I'd be here for that. Uh, but outside of that, I don't really have thoughts. I thought this was just like a fun chapter to read overall. Lots of action. Um, you know, uh, some lore. Some lore drops. Very excited about that. Um, but yeah, I don't got much else to say. Um, you guys uh, have any rebuttals? Anything like that? No burrs. All right. Well, that was One Piece. Please let us know what you guys think in the comments below. And uh, we'd love to respond and have a conversation with you guys. But um, until then, uh, let's uh, let's move onward. My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia, chapter 372, Naked. Uh, we start off this chapter with a flashback as to how uh, Shoji and um, Koda 
have ended up uh, on the guard uh, on this like guard the hospital uh, team, and basically they asked for it um, after hearing what that uh, heteromorph woman that Deku saved uh, had to say about it. Um, they they felt like they needed to go out and and help people there, um, so they they basically get approval and um Aizawa asks uh President Mike to go support the boys um especially since you know Kurigiri's there so there's an extra incentive to protect the hospital um but and now we're cutting to the present where Shoji is facing off against a hulked out spinner um and he's basically and uh um what's President Mike is looking on in kind of in an impressive uh, just impressed just like these young men are already way stronger than we were back in the day um and Damn. We, we get a, a little bit of a flashback from coda um talking about how uh his mom was talking to is talking to him about how one day his horns will grow and once they do grow he'll have a stronger connection to animals uh he'll be able to like uh beam his thoughts and feelings directly to them even when they're far, farther away and uh, she explains that, you know, as a heteromorph, she's also gone through a lot of, uh, you know, discrimination and, and hatred. Uh, but her dad was, like, always sticking up for her and uh, on behalf of that. And explains that, you know, it's okay to be mad when you see these types of things, these little injustices. Uh, grow up to be a man who gets mad when people mock something or someone dear to you. And uh, we get these uh, this big splash page. Uh, well, not really a splash page, but basically this divided page where both of them are using these uh, their dope super extra attacks. Uh, he uses the Hitchcock Birds, which I think is actually uh, kind of a clever attack name uh, for Coda. Um, and uh, the Octo- what does Hitchcock mean? Hitchcock Alfred Hitchcock had a movie called Birds. So yeah, it's about tech. what a reference. Yeah, it's a pretty deep ref. Um, and fair enough. I mean, Shoji has a simpler attack. It's uh the Octo Spension, where he just punches the shit out of Spinner. Still cool though. Um, so Shoji just shouts out, "Is like, what will you choose to protect with those scales and giant body? Tell me, Spinner. The rest of you too. What are you hoping to protect with your gifts and your power?" Don't let them exploit your wounds. Um, and we get a little like panel flashback from the girl that Shoji saved when he was a child. And turns out he got those scars specifically because he, he saved her. And I guess like they were not cool with that, you know, like I guess uh, interacting with like uh, a non heteromorph person. Um, but Spinner, How dare you save our daughter? Ah, <laughs> yeah. You should have let her die. You feel these scum? You feel, <laughs> you feel these scum? <laughs> uh, Touch, touching her was worse than death. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, we see that Spinner is like still in his Hulk form. He's like the grudge will never, the grudge never fades. Uh, and he explains that like. He was when he was uh, for the crime of walking in public. They sprayed him with pesticide, and he's been just kind of a recluse uh, ever since. Uh, until like Stain came along and just kind of like gave him a reason to fight. Um, and in the present day, we see that Spinner, Spinner just like jumps off directly towards the hospital, um, and he's somehow stronger. It looks 
Um, and uh, Spinner makes it directly into it's the, the drugs, bro. It's the drugs, bro. Don't do drugs, kids. Uh, It'll make you super strong and attack hospitals. <laughs> yeah. And forget your cause. Yeah. I guess. He bursts in and uh, he... Uh, he remember he starts to remember instructions that All for One gave him that like Korgiri is transferred to the research wing and um, once you reach him play a recording of either my or Tomura's voice and uh, it should uh, activate him again um, and as Spinner is running throughout the the hospital and the other heteromorph uh, soldiers follow uh, they come across basically this chain of um, doctors that are just protecting the uh, inpatient ward. Um, and he's just like, uh, these heteromorphs are just seeing it and they just like realize in that moment, like, oh shit, we may have fucked up. Um, and we see um, Spinner running through like this hallway and he's thinking to himself and he's like envisioning himself, I guess, as this like little kid running. He's like, I never thought I'd get to be anyone, but by following you, Maybe I can really be someone. Shigaraki, just watch me. I've got my allies behind me. And he sees that no one's there. No one's following him uh, this far <laughs> down the road. Um, and, he, and he's like, whoa. Damn. Oh. All right. Nope. <laughs> did the doctors beat them up? No. The... <laughs> did they all have quirks? Damn. Did the, doc yeah. the doctors are strong, huh? We miscalculated. <laughs> I didn't att I didn't account for the people's consciences. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I get Anyway, Kuraguri. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um, honestly, like as uh, sh he realizes that nobody's following him, uh, he hears. Uh, Aizawa in the distance just uh, dashing after him. He's like, Shoji must have gotten through to them. And that guy in there ain't going to be your ace in the hole. And um, we get this big two-page spread as uh, both of them call out to Kurigiri and, you know, Shirakumo, uh, respectively. <laughs> and I guess now it's just of who he hears more, which I think is going to be President Mike because that's kind of his whole thing. <laughs> That's kind of his whole bag. But, yeah, that was uh, My Hero Academia. Uh, Josh, what did you think of My Hero Academia chapter 372? I'm going to start off with a counter response to what you just said. So, yeah, Present Mike's quirk is all about sound, right? However, don't forget that Spinner is a monster now. Enhanced by off one himself's abilities. So his scream might get to Kurogiri first. Mm. Well, and not only because he has a big monstrous roar, right? But because, you know, he's already trained to hear to you know to hear his name from his master. Well, at least the name his master gave him. Well, right? I'll, I'll counter to your counter. Uh, All for One specifically said that he has to hear either Shigaraki or his voice. And... It's Spinner who shouted out to him. So I think that's going to be the real ace in the hole. Is that at the end of the day, he'll respond more to President Mike because he was supposed to hear Shigaraki to, or All for One to, to, 
to activate again. Okay, one last counterclaim. Hmm. <laughs> if you look at the last picture mm -hmm. of him screaming, mm -hmm. you'll notice all of the scales on his body. Yeah. If he can cause all of those scales to, to vibrate at a high enough frequency, you could probably cancel out all the sound. Mm. This is too much. Am I making things up? <laughs> no, you're making things up. That's not yeah. yeah, I don't know what you said just now. <laughs> I don't know. I think my strongest argument is that he is indeed a monster. So He is indeed a monster. I'm going to rest it at that. You're not wrong. I think that counts. I think... I think you can't really like ignore that. That no. it is a factor. No, you can't ignore it at all. No. Um. Other than that, <laughs> I kind of told myself I I really want to save any super deep thoughts like until like this uh arc wraps at least similar to what I did in a couple previous you know previous episode ago. So I don't know. I thought it was cool. It was really nice to see um. This little backstory for Koji. Actually, uh, Koji? Yeah. I thought it, it was sweet. You know, his mom, now his dad was like uh, sticking up for his mom. And I was like, oh, you uh, you, you did it with a creature? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's acceptable. Like, it's I mean, not like she's the, she's the only post-human or whatever. Yeah. I don't I, They're humans still. You know what I'm saying? Meta yeah, heteromorph. Sounds pretty racist to me, Josh. Yeah. I guess. Pretty racist I mean, to Josh. I, it's not, I don't know. I guess it's not that, that devastating to my career since these are indeed fictional characters. Um, You're just like, and I'm, the rest I'm not of them. oppressing them. I'm not oppressing Koji or his mother or any of these heteromorphs. Mm. You called her a creature. Um, I guess it is prejudice at worst, maybe at best, apathetic. Well, anyway, <laughs> they went hard. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know what? Not the Octo guy. He, he hit Spinner and then he got right back up. It started right at the top the like, and then he go waste my time with you. <laughs> like, that was it. He got his, his scale shattered. Yeah. So he got hit, and then he uh, got back up and talked about. I, I didn't like this. I didn't like his spiel because he's he's purposely looking stupid. So then, what's the point? Is his cause wrong? Is his cause diluted? Or is he a dummy? Therefore, it's diluted. Is there a little confusion there? Am I not, am I the only one that's picking? No, I think you got a good this? point. I think I got a good point. You know. There. Which which one is it? That but I, I guess we'll we'll see. Maybe he'll have a moment of clarity, and he'll he'll be able to talk to somebody and say, "Nah, this is how I really feel." And fuck you, heroes! Suck my scale dick. You know, yeah, yeah, ain't hold it down for me on my heteromorphs out in the countryside. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. He looked really cool, uh, guys. Uh, if anyone want to follow along, on page eight, on the bottom right panel, they have a picture of him saying, "When they hit us, we hit them back." I, I don't care for the statement. It's just a picture of how he looks. Yeah. He look, 
He looks like uh, like a cursed spirit. He does. He looks like um, Yu-Gi-Oh card I've seen in the past. I wish I remembered the name. Anyways, what do you think, Brian? How how'd you feel about your favorite series this week? Breaks my heart. Yeah. I feel like I don't know whether to feel. I don't know whether I'm sad because I don't like it or sad because it's sad. You know, um, like I don't I don't like what maybe I don't like what they're doing with Spinner right now. Mm -hmm. like it, it hurts. It hurts to see it. Um, like that. Maybe it's supposed to because like when I saw what happened with Spinner and he was by himself, I was like, damn. Oh my poor boy! What are they doing to you, man? Why are they doing this? I just want him to succeed, um, <laughs> but it's it, it sucks. I, um, I just I'm not sure what exactly Horikoshi's trying to do with Spinner still, um, or whether he's gonna have him maybe turn or turn himself around, or I don't know. I, I I still don't get it. Um, if there was more focus on like the whole, I'm it's basically the same thing as last week. If there was more focus on the heteromorphs and all this stuff, these moments would be more impactful. But in the end, it still just feels a little off. Um, it still doesn't fully hit the mark. So, and now we're gonna get this whole thing with Kurigiri, which I don't think Kurigiri is gonna hear present Mike. Um, just because it's like kind of the formula for these kind of things. Uh, something has to go right for the villains right now. And something. it's going to be Kurigiri uh, joining the efforts of the villains again. So those are those are my thoughts. Mm -hmm. uh, it was oh, that's short. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty that short makes thoughts, but I didn't have much to say about this chapter. We counted your theory, Chris. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, we counted your theory, bro. Yeah, counted I mean, you. hey, it's two that, on one. I'll tell you what. Good, good counter. I can't argue against it. I think I think I agree. He's advocating for Horikoshi style. My remember my my point monster voice, <laughs> and also Horikoshi's artistic and and. Story style. There's a word for that. There's got to be a better word for it. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I'll get into my thoughts. I think I agree with both of you. I think there's something lacking here. You you both are hitting on something that's uh, that I think is the core of it. Um, when I when I read this arc, it reminds me actually a lot of the um, the Fishman Island uh, arc from One Piece. Uh, Oda did something similar with Hody Jones. You know what I mean? It's just um, the motif of just I guess like. What's what they're doing with Spinner here? I think is that um, it's the idea of allowing uh, uh, unchecked rage and uh, and 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 emotion and resentment uh, basically turning you into a monster. You know where all you can really focus on is uh, getting back the eye for an eye type of deal uh, here, and I think that's what's going on with Spinner turning him into this kind of like brutish figure that can't really think for himself because he's just so blinded uh by the grudge um i get it but it's also a little i guess reductive reductive of the argument and it's kind of like 
a little beneath uh, Horikoshi, to be honest. I feel like he could have done a little bit more with this. Uh, but, you know, it's it's kind of the easy way out with this argument. Um, I think we're um, One Piece. And we haven't gotten to the end of this whole thing yet. But I think where One Piece uh, got it a little better so far, uh, not knowing how this section of the story ends, is that uh, at the end of it all, we do see that there is... A little bit of a brighter hope for the future uh in terms of fishman if we're equating fishman to the uh to the heteromorphs here um there is like a brightness the arc ends with uh jimbei sharing his blood with luffy which was a thing that uh fisher tiger couldn't do uh he couldn't accept human blood because he just couldn't bring himself to do it he just could like his pride wouldn't allow him to take the blood, like have the blood of his oppressor, I guess, f- flow through his veins. Whereas Jimbei willingly gave his blood to save a human. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, like, I guess that's what I guess Horikoshi has to do to kind of like tie this up. Um, but yeah, it, it is a little simple and, you know, it is like kind of uh, done before. I guess on a positive note, I do love, I do in, really enjoy Shoji and uh, Koda's uh, backstories. I guess there's like these little wholesome things in them. I really like. I think they're generally very positive characters uh, that I actually have enjoyed reading their backstories a little bit of. Um, so there's that. Um, there's also you know the oncoming stuff with Shirakumo. Uh, I think you guys have turned me. I think he won't. He won't hear President Mike somehow. At least not yet. Uh, yeah, not yet. I think that's going to be coming. He's going to probably show up on the battlefield with uh, Deku and them. And, you know, it, it would be weird for them to resolve this without Aizawa being there. Because uh, this is supposed to be President Mike and Aizawa's thing. So, you know, I think that's what's going to happen. But other than that, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think, you, uh, Josh, you really hit on a point where they really do, uh Spinner, Spinner is just like kind of this hulking creature, and it kind of takes away from the, his depth. I guess you also have to make him a physical threat because this is the end of the arc, and you know there's a lot of like battles happening, and Spinner's not the strongest character <laughs> on the villain side, so I get that. Um, I think now that I think about it a little bit more, they could be setting up Spinner to be someone who turns on all for one. And he could be the person who kind of brings um, Shigaraki back, like Class 1A brought Deku back, you know? Yeah. So maybe a that lot could hope. be something they're doing. That would be nice. That it would be, be nice. Like a good turnaround. Well, I'll say this. I, I'm like in, I'm, I actually just got to the first war in my Hero Academia. You know what I mean? Like that uh, paranormal uh, mm-hmm. liberation front war in my read through. I'm finally there. And, like, you know, Spinner has been a little bit of the the conscience of the team. He has been the one to question Shigaraki, you know, before the My Villain Academia arc. He was the guy who was like, what are we doing? Like, we're just, like, running around. We're fucking homeless people. We just, like, we have no, we have no plan, you know? Like, so there is something to Spinner that being the conscientious one of the group, so to speak, in terms of as, as conscientious as you could get as a villain. Uh, so... I think there's there's merit to what you say, Brian. It makes sense. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, I I like this chapter okay. It 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 is what it is. Like overall, what they're doing, <laughs> what's the heart for? Do you just have this shit in advance? I'll let you finish your thoughts. Okay. Are you gonna tear? No, I created it on the fly. Wow, that was fast. I didn't even know you were doing it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's what I'll have to say. Overall, there's some parts I like about it, and there's some parts I'm not too crazy about. But it's not the worst thing I've I've read ever. <laughs> so there's that. Those are my thoughts. Oh, what do you what what the hell is going on with the heart? <laughs> it's not the worst thing you ever read. Wow, talking about okay, so. What I have here is Brian's heart. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Mm-hmm. And um, while reading My Hero Academia over the recent, or maybe the past year, it's been uh, been like that. <laughs> been going for a spin, and it's been getting kind of bop, 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 bop. You know, just kind of get beat up. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, 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 bang. Bang, 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 bang. bang. Kind of like it's like in the... Um, a wash machine or something, you know what I'm saying? On the dryer. You ever wash your clothes in the dryer? Yeah, fucked up. Anyway, <laughs> all right, so it's in a pretty shambled state. But let me tell you this, guys. This was all everything I showed you guys, right? If like you know, I'm, I'm painting a picture for those listening. You know, I'm crumpling this hot up, right? So that was all just my assumptions. How I guessed Brian felt. But it was all solidified today when Brian said his heart has finally broken. He said it. Wow. I don't have a timestamp for you guys right now, but I, I really hope Christian puts a timestamp for this. I mean, I won't, but. <laughs> I still well, believe guys. him. I just hope that, you know. There's a lot of drama to that. <laughs> I, hope it gets, I, hope, I hope he turns it around. Me too. I hope he does turn it around. Well, you gotta watch the YouTube version of the show if you're listening on uh, on on wherever you're listening to it on, because Josh is apparently now just a paper master. Is just making the yeah. That was on the fly. I guess. <laughs> I don't just... know how he predicted that my that was... heart would break this chapter. Yeah. This episode, but <laughs> that's so serious. I no, mean... here's what happened. Josh heard the words, "My heart's a little broken." Immediately got to work on this fucking heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what happened. It's almost like you were waiting for this moment, like you had this like his whole life. He was waiting. It just it just came to me. Uh, What can I say? Well, well, that was my hero academia. Uh, Thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank Thank you you for being open and honest. Yeah, uh, that was all for you. It's good of you. It's good to know that if you're open and honest with us, we'll take a, we'll take advantage of your emotional state. Yeah, you'll you'll <laughs> at least I will. You'll create some crazy shit. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> with that being said, uh, I guess we can move on then. Jujutsu Kaisen. This is Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 203, Blood and Oil Part 2. Uh, Josh, did you want to like cover this, or do you need me to do it? I... One more week. Gotcha. Well, I got it. Uh, last we left off with Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Kenjaku just pulled up to the Star Corridor and is like, yo, where's Tengen? <laughs> so I guess he's serious now. He's really going at it. 
uh, Choso was there to waiting for him. And we got like bits and pieces of his overall plan. Uh, you know, like I guess Kenjaku's motivations. Uh, he he really wants to just like mer- he seems to want to merge non sorcerers with Kenjaku in order to create something. What the something is, he doesn't know. But the point that's the point. He he just is interested to know in what would happen. If just like if he created this nexus point of cursed energy and merged non-sorcerers with the ultimate sorcerer, I guess, and see what would happen. Um, and uh, Choso, in response, uh, just immediately shoots him with some blood stuff. So uh, we open now with uh, basically Choso, Tengen, and uh, Yuki uh, just sitting around and uh, they're just like, waiting for tea to boil, I guess. And uh, Choso's like, let me do it alone. And she's like, you'll die if, if you do that. Uh, and Choso's like, then you would fight against Noritoshi Kamo one-on-two without me, w- with me? Hmm. I'd be in the way, right? Uh, <laughs> so he's like, I'll go first. I'll draw his cursed spirits and get him to reveal information on his cursed techniques. Uh, if I could get him to open his domain and... Um, if I could get him to open his domain and Yuki basically finishes like Kenjaku will have difficulty using curse techniques. And that's when I strike. And he's, she's like, I'll say it again. You'll die. And Joe's like, I don't give a fuck as long as we kill him. As, as long as he dies with me. Uh, right. I got to respect Choso. He's like, uh, he's coming with me if I die. Uh, People in anime are so ready to die. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Japanese thing? I guess. You gotta come in ready to die, I guess, when you're fighting the ultimate evil. You can't just be... You can't have reservations, I guess. At least Choso's not like, I'll beat him for sure. <laughs> Choso knows. Uh, hey. Because he's going into a situation he'll most likely die. It's not, it's not like, alright, if I cross the street, I might get hit by a car. <laughs> It's like a, I'm, I'm going, you're jumping into a fucking meat grinder. Yeah. Maybe something will catch you on the way down and you won't fall. I don't know. Like don't maybe know. the, maybe the machine will jam before you get into it. <laughs> we'll uh, see. But yeah, we, we pick up where we uh, left off in the present. Uh, one of, uh, I guess, Choso's blood arrows is right here. Right here from uh kenjaku's face but he dodges it he does a little matrix dodge and unleashes a cursed spirit while he's at it um right choso does a cool blood thing and it just changes the landscape of the whole thing uh kenjaku throws some rocks there's a big battle that ensues here it's kind of cool um you know there's cursed spirits and blood things flying everywhere he makes a blood grenade um kenjaku just blocks it basically with the cursed spirit and uh choso asks uh Kenjaku is like, what do you want from Yuji? And he's like, I don't don't specifically want anything from him. Like, Yuji's role is to be a vessel, and that's already happening. So I don't have, like, a big grand plan for him. He's just supposed to, I guess, house Sukuna. So, and as long as Sukuna Sukuna is alive, the chain of curses will never end. So, you know, he's the, he calls him the eye of the storm of a new age, which is interesting. (laughs) Um, so Choso just like shoots him while he's distracted. Uh, Kenjaku dodges it, but he's like, hmm, you know, like a little like 
sigh breath thing comes out and uh choso goes off he's like no as long as yuji is alive no as long as you're alive norotoshi kamo you're the root of all this unhappiness in no way is it yuji uh but he gets caught he gets caught pretty nice uh there are these while being emotional yeah he caught him you gotta use logic bro you can't let your emotions get the best of you bro uh he gets caught by some cursed spirits. Uh, they just like basically like hold him down while Kenjaku just comes in and socks the fuck out of him and like steps on his face because Kenjaku's a fucking savage. Um, and he's basically like, You want me to reveal my cursed techniques to Yuki Sukumo? Uh, but you know, I've only been manipulating low level cursed spirits. So, you know, it's not necessary for me to use my full power because you're all failed creations. And he stomps on his mm. face. Um, and you know, discarding his child. Yeah, and you can't talk that shit to 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 Choso. He's like, "What do you know about my brothers?" And he's like, <laughs> "Did I offend you?" Triggered <laughs> <laughs> much? Be happy you got me to say that much. <laughs> Get nice, kid. Get nice, noob. <laughs> That was like Josh in in character personification. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is literally Josh. <laughs> Were you like your brothers? <laughs> your brothers are ass. Your brother's not even strong. <laughs> they all suck as like you. <laughs> Choso tries to do something, but then he's immediately blasted with a cursed spirit blast. Um, he gets like pressed up against the wall. Uh, his entire his, his his shirt, his his hair scrunchies. They they're f- blasted off by this thing. And um, he says, "Do you know what the rank special gra- grade signifies? The ability to single handedly overthrow nations." And he's like, "That's obviously true for Satoru Gojo, and but Suguru Geto can also wield." A grotesque army through his cursed, uh, man- cursed spirit manipulation. Even dust can pile up into a mountain. He's like, if I could basically use my cursed energy to strengthen low-level curses and command a, sw- a swarm, I could reduce a fucking uh, first-grade sorcerer like you to this state. Um, he looks like uh, Jesus on the cross. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty crucified. Now, did he lose his arm? Sorry, guys. Did he lose his arm? I, I I think like it's a little too sketchy. I can't really tell. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Probably oh no, he has state. his arm. He still has his arm. It's just like kind of off of. Uh, there's like these little this... cracks, I guess, or like in between the tiles. There's enough space for his arm to to hang there. Um, oh yeah, he still got it. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> Tengen's watching this absolute ass whooping, and he's like, Yuki Sukumo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Please. <I think> Please. <laughs> and she's like, no, not yet. <laughs> I didn't. You know what? I read this. I didn't. I didn't take it as in panic because I figured he's always calm. Yeah, yeah. he or she. It. 
it's just calm like uh you should that's how it took he was like yuki sukumo you should handle that you know <laughs> that's like how i that. took it where he's like look at this he's already dead save him <laughs> oh my god yuki like he, he's about to come <laughs> to to be fair yuki said is like you're gonna die so you know she said it she told him <laughs> to be honest to be fair i don't think he gives a fuck about choso i think he's like no i know i think he's worried about i said that just to be funny but he's just like yuki uh so now we get like this internal monologue from choso he's like i have failed as a big brother I need to protect Fact. my little brothers and to be dependable and to serve as the example. That's what a big brother does. That's also a fact. And um, he says, like, not fun. I couldn't even land one hit against my creep of a father. <laughs> but I won't let him say my brothers aren't interesting. And he thinks of two of his brothers that are dead at this point and also Itadori. Um <laughs> and uh, he's like, that's why. And he explodes into this blood thing. And he's like, lend me your strength. He starts, he calls out basically to the younger brothers of the death painting wombs. And he says, fire. And he, he's, he flexes up. Uh, and that's where uh, the chapter ends. Um, Yeah. Uh, pretty dope. Uh, Josh, what did you think of Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 203? Um, Choso is such a confusing character. I really should reread this series. I don't remember the arc about the cursed wombs too much. I think there was something created by Kenjaku, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, this guy. Yeah. And they're all cursed spirits, right? Yeah. Choso as well. Yes, technically. Um, Yuji. Brian, can you can you look up uh, exactly what the deal is with the cursed spirit wombs, whatever they're called? Uh, they're the death painting wombs. I, I remember them like somewhat that um, they're all uh, cursed spirits somewhat tied to Kenjaku um, or something like that. But I could be wrong. That's why he's calling them his dad. They like, are uh, nine grade... Uh, cursed objects created with the mixed blood of both a cursed spirit and a human. Okay, yeah, that then that makes sense. Um, so they're basically hybrids between human and cursed spirits. I um, see, except for that one thing down there that no, looks like that's, a, a that's Digimon. That's one of them. That looks like Mike Wazowski. <laughs> yeah, the Mike Wazowski cursed spirit. Um, yeah. but. No, yeah, okay, so, because, you know, Kenjaku uh, and Itadori seem to be born out of, uh, not Kenjaku, sorry, Itadori and Choso seem to be born out of Kenjaku, they are technically death-painted, uh, death-painting wombs, because they are a mix of human and cursed spirit. Uh, I don't know how it is with the other brothers, the other death-painting wombs, but they seem, the whole idea is that they're hybrid human curses. If if that's what I if that's what I'm gathering correctly, so the one that sticks out the most is Yuji. Yes. So he's a cursed spirit. Half. Yeah, half. Is that why, and that's why he's always been so strong. 
Yes, Probably. actually. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh-huh. yep. <laughs> That's simple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Bingo. I have the nothing. I don't really have much more to say. Chozo got his ass whooped. Yeah, I guess uh, we should say that this pro- this is probably ass whooping of the week. Uh, I just- yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I hate to do it to him, but it it is what it is. Uh, Choso Choso got worked pretty bad, uh, and I like <laughs> I like Choso, but you know, spades a spade. We gotta call it uh, ass whooping of the week goes to Choso. <laughs> Get ready to We had to do it. Yeah, it's probably going to keep going next week. He'll probably be the next week's <laughs> ass whooping of the week as well, honestly. Hey, look, yeah. I mean, if if that fight against the Seraphin had continued any further, it probably would have gone to the entirety, like half of the Straw Hat crew. They were getting worked by one Seraphin. Uh, yeah, that's close. He yeah. was getting beat. Yo, Sanji kicked him with all his might and it did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Brian, what did you he think? He didn't care. Brian, what did you think about the chapter? Um, um, I think that Choso is gonna at least get him to use something. But when that happens, it's over. The fight is like over right away. Like as soon as he gets the curse technique out, um, which is a shame. I like Choso. I think he's an interesting character. Um, but I don't have much to say about this chapter, honestly. It was a bunch of action, you know. Uh, I think it's interesting that um, he chose Choso to be this guy to be to to fight here. Um, and you know, I'm looking forward to see him getting his ass beat even more next chapter. <laughs> it's cruel, uh, but I don't disagree. I guess. Um, yeah, I really like this chapter as well. Uh, I. I want to say this would be my runner-up, but my my runner-up is almost exclusively World Trigger when it's here, so I don't know. <laughs> oh shit, World Trigger. Yeah, well, we'll get to it when we get. But that being said, I really yeah, that's a different scale. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm we can debate that all we want. Yeah, we'll, we'll... it's a different scale. Yeah, it is. Um, but you know, just because it was an ass whooping doesn't mean it wasn't a good battle. You know what I mean? I think this is, like, a really cool fight overall. Just to, like, elevate the threat that is Kenjaku, you know, just, like, really show... It. Yeah. It is that For thing, that reason, yeah. It is that thing of just, like, the not showing... Having the main antagonist fight with a fraction of his power just to, you know, really build up the threat and the, and the man. Has your favorite character gotten his ass beat? <laughs> I wouldn't say he's my there favorite character. There you go. But it's pretty great. No, that's um, what I'm saying, though. Yeah, and I do like Choso as a character. I, I don't mean to dunk on him and make it seem like I don't like him. but um, I, And, you know, it is the point. They make no bones that Choso, even Choso knows that he's kind of outmatched here. Um, but I do like that, you know, he's got like a little depth to him and I'm, I'm enjoying seeing it. Uh, so, you know, pretty cool fight. I can't wait to see what he does, even though it might very well be countered very easily but maybe yuki yuki will come in out of nowhere and save him in the very last minute and be like i won't accept your death something like that that would be cool that would be cool that would be cool um 
excited for what comes next for Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, but I don't have anything much else to say. It was an action chapter. Uh, so, you know, all I can comment on. It's a great action chapter, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. Any rebuttals before we move on? All right. I have no idea what we're about to cover next. Oh, well. No idea. Luckily for you, I do. Um, let's move on. <laughs> Hunter, Hunter. What? Oh, yeah. Were you that shocked? I, I was thinking it. Yeah. Because I was like, I was leaning towards Chainsaw Man, because that's kind of what we've been doing. Like, after Jujutsu, we do Chainsaw Man. Yeah. But I was like, maybe he'll feel like, oh, boy. This, all right. This chapter says 19 pages, but we all know it's really more like 30. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm yeah. not exaggerating. Hey, that's Hunter Hunter for you, but um, let's, let's get oh. into it. This is Hunter Hunter chapter 393 plea. I bet everybody thought that we wouldn't get here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> 400 on its way. 400. Um... Okay, so oh, I alternate title gets skewed in your motherfucking head. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do it, sorry. Yeah. It was really nice. I understand. Uh all right. So I guess I want to clarify some things. Uh in our last recap, uh I mentioned that I wasn't super uh familiar with the situation with the gangs that are going on right now. I have read up and are and I'm on a, a little more of a better idea of what's uh what the dynamics are here. Overall the story is the succession uh, battle arc. Uh, it, essentially, there are 14 princes that are being shipped off to this new continent right before the Dark Continent. Uh, and on the voyage to this new continent, uh, they, there is a fucking bloodbath battle royale that is supposed to be taking place among the 14 princes of the Kakin uh, country to decide who will be the next king. So, uh, thus, this is the succession battle. Uh, and there, you know, right now, it hasn't been all that, like, outward battle. In fact, there's been very little battle. It's a lot of feeling each other out and just... Because the princes can't attack each other directly. Uh, they they can't just, like, murder each other out in the blue. It has to be done very covertly. Uh, very sussed. Yeah, it's got to be very subtle. And, you know, they can't outright kill each other. Plus, it's hard to kill each other because they uh, ha- all have, like, Nen Beasts watching over they them. They have Nen Beasts and personal guards that we are all supposed to be very familiar with. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, there's 14 people on top of their guards. Um, Karapika being the leading man in this arc, uh, essentially. Uh, and if that wasn't complicated enough, in the lower levels of the whale ship... There are these three bosses of these three crime families, uh, the Haley, the Cha'ar, and uh, the Ji-Yu. Uh, and they are all headed by the illegitimate children of the king, uh, people who are not uh, able to take the throne. So they run these little mafias on the side. Uh and the dynamic here is that the Cha'ar and the Ji-Yu have teamed up to fight the Haley. Uh, each of these mafias are benefacted by one of the princes. 
uh, I believe uh, the third prince uh, benefactor is the Cha'ar. Uh, the four, the fifth prince, Lazarus, uh, benefits the 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 what's it? Oh, shit, shit, shit. Uh, the the Ji-Yu. and uh, the fourth prince uh, is the benefactor for the Hei Li. Uh, and the Hei Li is just starting shit. <laughs> They're just like the boss of the Hei Li is this woman. Uh, I forget her name right now. But she has a Nen ability that allows her to bestow Nen abilities onto her followers. Uh, and if they take down people, if they kill people, their uh, their proficiency in their ability uh, increases. So she's building like kind of a little Nen army here. Uh, and the other bosses are not cool with that. So, you know, they're, they're conspiring together to take care of the Haley uh, and restore balance to the ship in general. Um, and that has gotten complicated by the fact that the Phantom Troop are also on the ship uh, hunting for Hisoka, who is also on the ship. Also on the ship, yep. <laughs> uh, So, Yeah. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, basically, the um, the Phantom Troop has uh, formed an alliance with the Cha'ar, who is in, of course, allegiance with the Zhili, uh, the Zhiyu. And um, now they are on a manhunt for Hisoka. Uh, there's like a little bit of a deal here. The The Phantom Troop will take care of the Haley. Uh, or help them take care of the Haley. And the Cha'ar and the Zhiyu will hunt after Hisoka for them as well. Help them find Hisoka. Uh, got all that? Did you absorb all that information? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, well, there you go. I, that was a lot of reading that I did to remember all that. <laughs> wow. Okay, so for the last couple chapters, uh, they've been dealing with this uh, serial killer on the boat uh, that has been bestowed abilities by the Haley boss. Um, and he has a teleportation ability the rules of which are that he can basically enter a, a sealed room uh, that he's been there, that he's been into before. Uh, and uh, the ability stops working when you unseal the room. Like if you open the door, basically, he can never use that room again. So he's been going around killing people. And um, the we are now with uh, Fink's uh, Phaeton and uh nobunaga as they encounter the haley uh it should also be known that a lot of these mafia dudes regardless of which mafia they're part of idolize the phantom troop they're big phantom troop fans uh and this haley guy is uh is not so different because he approaches them and he's like hey why don't you help us <laughs> you know this was all to go after the Char. Next, we go after the Shiyu and then the royal family. And once we exterminate the Kakin royals, we could take over this ship and go back to our world and go on a rampage. Let's destroy the world together. And uh, Nobunaga does not waste any fucking time. He immediately just like stabs him in the fucking head and is like, I don't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> if you did all that to just, if you did all that without wanting to pick a fight, then you're just an idiot. If you're going to talk about destroying the world, then I'll destroy you. Pretty dope fucking line from uh, Nobunaga, to be honest. Uh, Nobunaga is my favorite yeah. from the Phantom Troop. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Enhanced type, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's an enhancer. Um, I don't imagine. 
So actually, there's not a lot we know about Nobunaga's Nen ability. <laughs> no, yeah, we don't know anything about his Nen ability specifically. I do think we. The only thing we do know is that he is an enhancer of some form. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, this guy's dead after uh, chapters and chapters of trying to hunt him down. It's like that he's gone. Um, the Char guys that they've been working with have come back. Uh, <laughs> Nobunaga opens the door, and this guy's just like Nobunaga himself opened the door for me. And uh, oh. <laughs> hey, don't forget. Yeah. The little hearts. Oh. oh yeah. The little heart. I wish I had to take. Yeah. You already you already tore it in half, dude. Um Nobunaka. Nobunaka. <laughs> uh okay, For so me. they noticed that there's a dead ass body <laughs> in the room and they're like, ah! and they explain it's like <laughs> this is the guy who <laughs> killed the guards in the warehouse and uh this is his head. Uh it's been decided. We'll crush the Haley ourselves. So pretty dope. Pretty cool. So basically, you know, they're going after the Haley full force now. Uh, and the guy swears that he'll get an autograph from each of the Phantom Troop members. Um, all right. Pretty cool. Uh, we do get two pages of a lot of dialogue where basically the other Haley members are mourning the loss of uh, Leuni, the guy that teleports through stuff. That's his name. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of talk about, you know, like manifesting nen abilities and trying to figure out who has what uh class of nen uh and all that stuff so you know they're, they're just trying to like data collect and all that stuff so they can plan and move forward uh we meet up with our two i guess i think they're Haley people not Haley. um they're um gu people uh the guy with the blood nen ability and the lady who punches people when they tell the truth um they wake up in the trash. Hisoka did not kill them, which is kind of nice of him, given that this is Hisoka we're talking about. Um, and uh, we learned that Hisoka went to go see a movie. Um, we, uh, Henrik, the the second in command of the GU army, uh, not army, mafia, uh, finds Hisoka, who's just finished watching a movie. And uh, in so many words, he basically is like, hey, so... <clears throat> Until this whole Haley war thing is going on, uh, I need you to stay out of sight because we need you, we need the Phantom Troop to help us out and be fully focused on our uh, on our vibe on our thing here. Uh, and uh, he Hisoka's like, "Fucking, why would I do that?" And he's like, "Look, I don't want to get in the way of your beef. Uh, I don't want to." Uh, I don't want to like get in the way of your fight with the Phantom Troop, but you know. We just we just need this to to be done, and then you can fight however you want. Yo, <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about a nigga being so 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 so, so scared? Yeah, yeah. He straight up told him. He's like, like please, I don't want to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> None of us wants. To. None of us wants to smoke. No, nobody, nobody from the Char, nobody from the Gu. We don't want it. Yeah, I only brought these bodyguards to look cool and feel a little bit safe. (laughs) But we know it'd be over immediately if you wanted it to be. Uh, And Hisoka's like, okay, why not? Uh, There is this guard that, um, you know, that Heinrich uh, made a deal with. The Char second in command comes through and, you know, also strikes up a deal for information for this guy. Um so 
this is where a little bit I get a little lost in what's going on here. Uh, I guess they're uh, they they are searching for you know I guess the Haley hideout and um, they they open the door. They find this guy. They're like knocking on doors and looking for clues and stuff. And they see this guy who's just shaking the whole time. Um, and they ask him to back up as they search the room. Um, Heinrich throws like a knife in there just to make sure this guy's not fucking with them with Nen mm-hmm. in any way. Uh, I think. And, uh, the chapter ends with them, I guess, entering the room further to just like search the room, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's where the, uh, the chapter ends. Uh, that was Hunter Hunter chapter 393. Josh, what did you think about this chapter? It was a little bit weird. Um, because there's a lot of different things going on. Uh, truth be told, I'm still on my way to catch to re catching up again. I'm not far behind. Um, I finally made it to like at least a quarter into like the, um, what do you call that? The voyage, you know? I'm more wrapped up in this section with the princes right now. But with all of that said, um, man, it's nice to see the troop being super cool and unbeatable. I mean, you've had two different crime bosses come up to Hisoka and the troop respectively and be like, we don't want problems. <laughs> I mean, no one explicitly said that to Nobunaga and friends, but they were claiming like, okay, we're just going to take over this whole mafia situation and kill them all. That's that's the confidence. Yeah. Nobody in the mafia is gangster that like on their level. No, not they on really their level. Die. They're really that nice. They took on Kamara and pretty easy. Out that kid and the other and, and the cell phone guy. Yeah. Packed them. Yeah, um, I mean Phantom Troop can scrap, you know. Yo, but now Crowlo's ability is going to be stronger. Did y'all think about that? No, I didn't. Think or that. intensifies after death. That's true. That is what Crollo said. Well, anyway, that's it. I don't have too many other thoughts. I, I mentioned to Chris earlier that I really like, I really enjoy this art. I don't care what people say. Um, is this person in the trash with the white hair? Is that K- Kilua? Or not Kaluto. No, Kaluto. Kaluto has black hair. Okay. Anyway. Is he stronger than Illumi? I don't think we know anything about his fighting ability. Mm. Is Kaluto on the. Yeah, Kaluto is on the. Is part of the Phantom. Everyone, everyone but Gon and Killua is on the boat. Every character from the past. I don't think Leorio is on the boat. I don't think Leori is on the boat. I could be wrong about that. Leorio is on the boat. Okay. JK. Never mind. He's he's with uh, Cheeto in the medical. This boat is so damn big. Or whatever. Yo, there's Zodiacs now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, all those all the Zodiacs are on that are on the boat. No, I mean like uh, uh Yeah, all the Zodiacs. Leorio and uh and Karapika. Even... Yeah, so what did they take? The so Karapika's the boar, probably. No, no, Karapika is the rat. Is the rat. Uh, right? Because he no, would yes. he would turn on them all for the blood eyes. No, of his family. He's he's the rat, and um, I think um, Lor- Leorio is the boar. 
I mean, the well, rat isn't the isn't the ba- isn't a bad code. I guess it just means that they're more more. Uh... You love rats, Brian? No, I, it's just not like a <laughs> negative. Do anybody thing. you know likes rats? No. <laughs> it's just that it's more like a. I guess I'm sure I speak for the rest of us here at Doom Jump City. That we don't know not one person that do like rats. I would say that. That has ever said anything positive about rats either. Yeah. I think the rat is just like a... Because a, uh, Periston was the rat before. And yeah. I think it just goes to show that the person who is the rat is just more... I feel like is more inclined to be intelligent and more... Um, I don't know what I'm blanking on the word that I want to use, but Sneaky, like crafty. Yeah, crafty. That's what it is. Because monkey would be very more crafty. Than the others, but whatever. Yeah. And I think Kurapika fits crafty really well. Yeah. Uh Brian, what did you think about the chapter? Um I really enjoyed it. Um, just because, you know, we got to see Nobunaga do some cool shit. I didn't expect him to just like one shot this guy. <laughs> Yeah, right. Same. Uh, I guess that just goes to show that um, what's the name? What's the author's name for Hunter Hunter? Tobaga? Togashi. Huh? Togashi. T- Togashi. Togashi doesn't. Togashi will show. Will show off fights when the time comes. He is not. He does not play around. If he can handle a situation instantly, he will. Um, and that's why I like because there's not a lot of padding. Um, if every other series had as much packed into a chapter as, um, as Hunter Hunter, they would be so much farther along. Like, uh, just imagine how much shit one piece could pack into a chapter. Like if, if they did it like this, um, Oda would have used the rest of his lifespan already. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> I had to cut in before I forgot that. Um, but I, every chapter feels so much longer than it is. And that's because there's like Josh said, there's so much going on everywhere. Yeah. I, I had another one. So, um, I was reintroduced to, um, Karapika's ability, Emperor, uh, Dolphin, right? Emperor, Emperor time. time. Right. So it's just so hilarious that. The description of the ability is that for every second that passes, an, while Emperor Time is activated, an hour of his life is shaved away for oh, yeah. each second. Oh, for yeah. one minute, it's 60 fucking hours. That's a, a day and some change. But that's what it's like reading this series. Like You're reading more than just a page, each page. You're reading... A book each week. <laughs> now let me start. You're yeah. a chapter. Uh, like, there's so much going. It's so dense, and I don't have an issue with it at all. You know, I can't wait to reread these parts when I come back to them again from with a better perspective. Yeah. Who is Kiluto? <laughs> um, I. Uh, Why do these I... siblings keep coming out of nowhere? <laughs> Kaluto's been right? around for a while. No. Yeah, she has. Yeah, no, Kalito they hinted at. Um, oh, she's been around. You're right. She was there early on. Kalito's a boy, I believe. There's another anyway. sibling that is uh, that has the eye bacteria thing from the Dark Continent. But Kalito is someone different. 
Who was that girl then? Aluka. Doesn't he have a? I know Aluka, but what about the one that was there? Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, let's not go through this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's, that's so I actually like. So uh, to touch up on the art for uh, Togashi, I like it because he it gives every character an individuality. There's not a single character that looks similar to each other in this series. And that is impressive for a manga. A lot of manga, like, you could get confused with other characters pretty often because they all have, like, the same head shape, same kind of eyes, same nose. The only defining difference is people's hair. In this series, everybody has a different facial structure. Everybody has a different demeanor. Everybody has different posture, different expressions. It's actually impressive what he does with his art. Um, it strikes me as a little bit old school. So not a lot of people kind of, um, not a lot of people are used to this kind of art anymore. Just because Hunter Hunter started a while ago, there was a huge break, and, um the art kind of stayed frozen in time in my opinion and i think this is a refreshing change of pace when it comes to uh shonen jump art um yeah you don't get a lot of this in in a lot of other manga um and i i really appreciate how much effort he puts into making so many characters look so different and unique um and how he makes certain characters uh, who have been around for a while look different. Like, Hisoka looks fucking awesome without his fucking makeup and shit. Like, if he if he was in this, if he was in the rest of the series looking like this, he would look so much more intimidating. There's something that's so, so much more dangerous about him while he's looking like this, you know? I don't know. The full pedo outfit was pretty pretty horrifying to me, but you know, it's like a quiet, it's like a quiet fear. It's like a quiet uh, confidence or something like that, or like a, like he looks a little more serious, which is, I guess his point. He's here to take care of business. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next chapter. Um, I also was a little confused about the, (laughs) the, the last two pages, but I'm sure we'll get, two pages of explanation next chapter yeah um so uh that's it for me yeah uh i i don't have much to add um i do feel a lot better about the the arc now that i've have a little more information that's just kind of stuck with me about it um to brian's point i want to add a little something to the art thing it's also tagashi has just been out of the game for like he's he's not well you know what i mean like people got to stop dunking on his art <laughs> for that reason alone. The fact that he's even working right now is honestly just a gift. And um, I, I'm really grateful that he's still around and he's still working despite his condition. Uh, and yeah. I hope he's able to do it for a lot longer. Um, so I'm just happy he's back. It's a lot like World Trigger. Uh, uh, Daisuke Ashihara has gone through a similar thing and he was able to come back. So... Uh, I I won't I won't ever dunk on his art at all, and it is a little old school. He's an old school guy, <laughs> you know what I mean. I think Togashi, like Yu Yu Hakusho, I believe like precedes One Piece even. You know what I mean. So that's just kind of his style. Um, so I get that. In terms of story, 
that last two pages was a little weird to me. Um, I I guess like I need to read it a couple times. That's the thing about Hunter Hunter. It is very dense, which is not a terrible thing in and of itself. But sometimes uh, with the amount of information that you have to try to process and absorb, a lot of things get lost in in. And, you know, you take this page, this two pages, for example, where we see the uh, Hey Lee uh, gang just like talking amongst themselves. Uh, and I f we get introduced to some of them by name. And I feel like we're going to have to remember these guys, uh, you know, especially since a lot of these guys are going to have Nen abilities going on. So I don't know. Um, it, it is... Uh, the the dense is a the denseness of this series is a gift and a curse, uh, so that's all I gotta say about that one. I, I I'm hoping real quick. Yeah. What? All right. So I think I understand what's going on in the last chapter. I mean, in the last two pages. Um. So there's a panel where it shows the back and then there's the bed, but it's like shadowed. So it's like something is watching them from behind the wall. And he threw the knife. Cause you remember uh, one of the princes, um, they had a room where if they stepped out, they wouldn't be able to get back in. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I remember that. So, so he threw the knife to test to see if that was the case in this room, because it's, odd that he is by himself mm -hmm. okay in this situation yeah okay i'm sorry this took me so long to really absorb uh but the idea is that they're looking for the Haley secret hideout this corporal guy is selling them the information and he's basically mm -hmm. like it's here somewhere so you know that that's the whole vibe here they're looking for the opposing gang's hideout and they mm -hmm. they're assuming that like like brian said the throwing of the knife is just a testing of whether this there's a nen ability being activated within the room. Um, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> you see, like it takes a couple reads for me to really get it. And I, maybe it's just me and maybe I'm just like not absorbing it. Maybe it's also that I had seven other series to, <laughs> to think about it. Coming. Uh, so, yeah, you know, but overall I love Hunter Hunter uh, and I really like this chapter. But uh, I don't have anything else to add on, so I'm not going to prolong it any further. Uh, you guys ready to move onward? Yes. Yeah. All right, then let's go. Chainsaw Man. This is Chainsaw Man Chapter 109. Uh, easy way to stop bullying. Last we left off, uh, Yoko seemed to have been finally been defeated by... Uh, by Asa using this uniform weapon. Uh, and, uh, you know, she was just kind of lamenting over the fact that she probably killed Yoko in the process, not just the yeah. Justice Devil. Uh, and then there was this strange girl that came across and was like, I could resurrect her for you if that's what you want. And she's like, what? <laughs> and uh, that's when we see the Justice Devil fully revived and is now at the start of this chapter causing a whole lot of havoc. Um, Yoko, as the justice devil notices that Asa is on the ground, uh, probably knocked back from, uh, the, the big expansion of, uh, the justice devil. So, you know, hmm. uh, Yoko notices the girl that one of the bully girls and he's, she picks her up. He's like, you did this. 
Uh, and she's like, no, I didn't do that shit. It wasn't me. And um, right, I guess, when she's about to kill her, uh, that's when Denji shows up. And he's like, hey, you bad devil, let the girl go. Uh, and uh, she's like, mind your own business. Like, well, you left me no choice. I don't want to blow my cover, but I can't just stand here and not be Chainsaw Man in a time like this. Uh, and she's like, get out of my way. Comes down to attack, but we get a cool two-page spread of Denji becoming Chainsaw Man and cutting one of her tentacles in half. Pretty dope. Pretty fucking metal. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, action from here on out. She's trying to fight Chainsaw Man, but Chainsaw Man's too fucking nice with it. Um, and, uh, as... He's just carving through her. Yeah, as she, as Denji is just cleaving through her, the Justice Devil, uh, Yoko is the Justice Devil, is just thinking to herself, like, you're kidding me. He's not even thinking about the fight. All he's thinking about is how to expose his secret identity in a natural way. Uh, and, um... That's when Asa gets up and uh, she notices that Chainsaw Man is here. And then uh, Yoru, the war devil, completely just like shakes over her body. is like Chainsaw Man. And this chapter ends with a splash page of uh, Denji standing over the corpse of the Justice Devil and looking over at Asa or Yoru. And uh, that's when we transition over to chapter 110 that came out today. Uh, I guess this is how we're doing this for, for a while. Um, uh, yeah. Where, you know, she she reaches into Yoko's corpse and is like, Yoko leg sword. She pulls out a cool sword and she's like, remember me, Chainsaw Man? And um, Denji is just staring up her uh, mostly naked body and um, is like, whoa! Oh, wait, actually, she's like just staring at her body and then a hand... Uh, appears from the guts, the blood and guts, and um, it's the girl that he saved. Is like, hey, hey, you, I saved you. <laughs> he just like Denji just turns uh -huh. to her. He's like, I saved her, and she just freaks out because this is a fucking devil with a chainsaw for a head talking to her. He's like, no, wait, please don't be scared of me. I'm Chainsaw Man. I don't eat people. How about I show you my human form to prove it? And uh, that's when uh, this octopus or squid arm, whatever it is, comes up as Yoru is also just gearing up to chop his fucking head off. But the squid arm just like pulls him under and uh, Yoru misses. He just vanished and uh, Yoru's pissed and he's like, show yourself, Chainsaw Man, I'll obliterate you. And we see that Denji has ended up inside of a classroom where Squid Boy is like, I told you I'd stop you by force if I had to. And Denji's like, no, but that was such a natural reveal. Pretty sad. It was. I thought it was pretty natural. Yeah, I thought so. Too. It wasn't his fault the demon pulled up out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, and, you know, we get a little bit of the aftermath of the battle with the Justice Devil. Um, all the kids in, uh, seem to know that it was Yuko the whole time. Uh, and, you know, she hasn't changed anything, you know. At the end of the day, they're just like, she was so weak-willed to make a deal with the devil just to get back at her bullies. Uh, and obviously, she hasn't been around. She got away, but she hasn't been around. Um, and we get a little insight into Asa's mind. Uh, all she's, She gets these dreams where she's running down an alleyway, and the ground is littered with dead chickens. And 
you know, there's just so many of them as she's trying to avoid stepping on them. And uh, at the end, of, and it always ends with there's this darkness ahead of her and she wakes up in that part as she does every night when she has this dream. Uh, she gets up and tries to get some water. Um, but as she's going back to bed, she gets a, a ring at her doorbell and um, she's she asks who's at the door and um, it's Yuko. Yuko's like, sorry for showing up in the dead of night like this. And uh, Asa goes to open the door and she's like, don't open it. I managed to get away, but I've turned into a devil. So if I see you, I might Slash try to vampire. Yeah, I might try to eat you. And Asa opens the door, and, just, and uh, we see uh, a panel of Yuko in her new form. She is basically half devil. She has like the Justice Devil tentacles uh, hanging off of her head. She says, "I told you not to open it," and that's where the chapter ends. Uh, wow, lots to discuss here, I guess. But uh, Josh, what did you think of uh, Chainsaw Man chapters one hundred nine and one ten? Ah, both of them, huh? Um, man, Denji didn't do too much, but, you know, him popping up was just, it was explosive. I mean, we, we knew he was coming eventually in this fight, especially at, at, at his school, but man, he, he turned, he turned shorty into shredded chicken breast, you know, <laughs> our brain is all put in. He, he, I can't believe she was standing there outside of Asa's door. I could not believe it. No, neither could I, man. That was crazy. I think she's going to do wrap her tentacles around her face and say, I love you. <laughs> you know, maybe. Is some sweet tentacle love. Yeah. A tentacle hug. I think Asa is going to accept the hug. Yeah. And and the tentacle touch on, on her face. And, um, you know, I think they'll be cool. I think there's going to actually be a cool, happy ending. And then right before the actual ending of the next chapter... Um, what's her name's gonna pull her fucking spine out and turn it into a sword? Is she a fiend? We're gonna get it. She's a fiend now, right? Mm, I don't know. I think it. I uh, a fiend in, uh, implies that there, whatever is of the human person, the human body, like the soul, it's not there, and it seems to be Yuko still. So, I don't think she qualifies as a as a fiend. I think she's more like Denji. Where she shares a body with the Justice Devil in that way. Power used to be a human. Power is a fiend, yeah. so that means like she took over a corpse, and uh, you know that's that's what she is. Do you have any uh, other closing thoughts? Oh yeah. So um, I forgot I only cracked a joke. Uh yeah. Oh, that's I guess that's about it. I, I I guess I do wonder how she survived, but um, very artistically well done. I love the series. What can I say, Brian? What did you think? Um, I'm just glad that the other guy showed up again. I really like his uh him and uh Denji's dynamic. Um, I didn't have much to really say about this chapter aside from the fact that I'm a little confused about what's going on with her because if it is like a Denji thing like what is that form and why wasn't that activated before 
Yeah, I mean, I guess like it's a part of a contract thing. You know, Denji is is the way he is because technically he made a contract with Pochita before he died. So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. that Pochita took over his body. It's that Pochita became his heart and is allowing him to use his powers uh, in exchange for something. And uh, Yuko made uh, made a point that she made a deal with the Justice Devil, so it could be something similar. Okay. Oh, she, what, replaced her brain or something? I have no idea. The, the particulars are not known, but she seems to not be a fiend, is all I know. She's in a fucked up position one way or the other, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I would not want to have devil tentacles coming out of my head. No, not not at all. Not even a little bit. She doesn't have finger. She lacks fingertips. Yeah, she's Squidward now. <laughs> that was the pie she made. Yeah, because she's got tentacles for hands now. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll get into my thoughts then. Um, I mean, it was cool to see Denji do his thing. Den- Denji just being so like comfortable being Chainsaw Man that like not. Like the Justice Devil's not even a challenge, really. Um, I, I do like this little gag of Denji just constantly trying to reveal his identity and just like not going anywhere. Um, also, what did he use? Did he use an octopus devil or something to get? Denji yeah, he out? has this like squid octopus devil that he uses. Like he did that in the last uh, series as well. Um, that's why I called him Squid Boy. I still don't know his name. I call him Squid Boy because that's how I remember is that he uses like uh, some kind of octopus or squid devil. Um, I can't imagine that we'll go much longer without knowing where who he's working for. It doesn't seem to be the Devil Hunter Association. So uh, I, I'm excited to see where that little plot point goes. Uh, yeah, I think Denji's super funny. I thought this battle was sick as hell. It's interesting to see the Asa and Yuko uh friendship continue after this despite all that's happened um but yeah that's that's all i don't really have much to add i i really like this chapter this series uh i'm looking forward to what's coming next man um you just keep it short if we have to (laughs) uh we're we've got a a lot more show coming up so uh i guess we should move on yeah no more uh closing thoughts no more rebuttals nope all right then let's move onward World Trigger. This is World Trigger chapter 227 and 228. Uh, We're starting with 227, the away mission test part 24. Last we left off, uh, Suwa's Squad 7 has been trying to come up with new ways to to cheese the Battle Sims games that they've been playing with the other members. It's part of the overall exam here. And uh, Osamu seems to have an idea, and he uh, calls over to uh, the Kodera squad uh, to discuss with them because there is no rule against um, squads helping each other out during this whole thing. Um, And he basically asks, uh, Osamu basically asks Kodera about what his initial thoughts are about the initial exchange in each battle sim, which is basically uh, the very first clash when the battle sims happen, like when the units first start to clash. Um, And he's like, "Uh, why are you asking about this in particular? And he's like, because I believe that that initial exchange determines the entire outcome of the match. 
And Kodera um, mm. is like, hmm. And so were we, respectively. We're like, oh, Osama. That's quite the claim. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he starts to he to explain his logic and his reasoning. He's like, well, in yesterday's special, yesterday's special assignment, it asked us to come up with reasons why we why the B rank wars pit three squads against each other. And Osamu notes that one of the reasons I came up with was that the one on one matches would give too big an advantage to squads that have uh, more members than the other squad. Like a squad against four would obviously have a bigger advantage of a squad against a squad of three. Uh, so he think he, he explains that the initial uh, exchange in the battle Sims, uh, there will be a, t there will always be a squad that will lose a bunch of people. And the team that loses the most units in that initialist exchange uh, will, will always have trouble going forward. Uh, they'll just have a disadvantage and uh, unless they could come up with a tactical way to turn things around uh, that numbers disadvantage will grow from there. And yeah, that, that first, that first interaction completely sets the tone. Yes. Exactly. Now you're on your heels mm -hmm. and you're more like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's common sense thinking, but you know, maybe nobody else has thought to put their, put like a whole bunch of strategic depth into their first move. Mm-hmm. Except for carrot top. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they continue onward in um, in analyzing this is like so instead so Kodera breaks it down is like so instead of thinking of it of a match as a set of six turns, we should emphasize and prioritize that very first attack. Is that it? And Osama's like, Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh yep. yep, you got it. And um Kodera's like, hmm probably benefits us more than it helps them and i guess like he asks if they have anything else to ask you know just as a courtesy because basically they gave kodera some really useful information um and ui the uh operator for uh for sua squad i don't know if you can hear my cat she's playing around back there <laughs> uh -huh. uh, <laughs> she basically asks about the data and uh, apparently she she asks about how like the enemy data that they get seems to be getting filled out at random. And uh, she was asking if she could compare notes with them and fill in a bunch of blanks in their respective data. So they basically do that. Um, Okudera on um, Okudera on uh, Kodera squad asks, uh, you know, about the Omni penchant, the uh, skill that uh, Katori has in general. And it turns out that, it allows someone to have uh, to equip two pension skills uh, at the same time for free. It's not all that vital information, I guess. Um, but yeah, basically you get uh, Katori people who use Katori in the game, get one more skill than anybody else. Um, so yeah, basically, and Oki asks a very important question himself. He asks, uh, Kodera's squad is filled with people who don't really have a lot of tryouts. So he asks how they continue to win matches. And Kodera uh, hesitates to answer the question, but uh, Kitora basically is like, eh, tell him, honestly, helping. If, if they know the secret to it, then, you know, they could probably deal a loss to Ninomiya or Mizukami. 
And they basically explained that, like, you know, instead of using shooter triggers that use a lot more try-on, um, they they used blade triggers so that they consume less try-on. Um, for example, Osamu could benefit from using uh, a ray gust uh, than a typical shield instead. Um, Which is weird to me because he already uses a ray gust. Why wasn't that equipped? I don't know if it was equipped in the game necessarily. Like, Osamu has a shield and the Ray Gust in general. So they say that instead of using the shield, they could have him at use all? His Ray Gust. Yeah. Because like, have him all. But I think it's been implied that he wasn't using it prior. Yeah, that's what As I'm saying. His character wasn't. He says, yeah, he's like, he'll have a better defense with the Ray Gust, implying that they, they, they just like instinctually been using the shield. Instead of right, that's why I thought it was really weird since Osamu does use that on his normal kit anyway. Well, maybe he does, but like the other people playing as him won't, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, because these units reflect their also their try on levels in general. So, whoever's playing as Osamu, and Osamu has been playing the game, so whoever's playing as Osamu is oh, right, right. He probably doesn't, oh, he hasn't been. I don't think he's been doing the special assignments and whatnot. Um, okay. So yeah, you know they get off the phone with Kodera and um, they they get a call from Utagawa Squad, which is where Yuma is currently, uh, and he basically just straight up uh, offers an alliance, and they're like, "Cool." <laughs> uh, Urashima's looking at uh, Yuma is just like, "It looks like you're the one worrying about your squad mate." It's like, nah, it just seems like allying with Osamu could net us some wins. You know, never right a bad idea. Me. Never a bad idea to ally with Osamu, to be honest. With Smarties McSmart Smarts. Smarty McSmart glasses. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Sue was basically like, so what's the final piece of this puzzle, this cheese strategy you got? And Osamu explains, like, hey, we have three captains. That's a unique quality that nobody has on their squad. We have three whole captains on here. And uh, he's basically like, you know, I, we found out that the initial exchange is the key to winning the match. We have like a feeling of that. And uh, whether or not a squad emerges from that initial exchange in the lead damage-wise, damage as Ogi suggested, all depends on the teamwork, getting, teamwork and getting skills working in tandem. And Mizukami found an already... Uh, and already found a good way to to go about that. And basically, he's like, Mizukami circumvented the idea of teamwork necessarily by handling it all on his own. Um, so he is in complete control of all the units. He doesn't have to coordinate with people. And that's why he's done so well. Um, so uh, Katori mentions like, well, that's not very feasible right now because the number of units go up every day. Uh, and Osama's like, well, yeah, it would be a lot of work for one of us to do. But if all the captains on this squad split up the work and each handled three squads of units, then it could be a lot easier. Not saying that we'd be on Mizukami's level necessarily, but we'd, we'd have a better shot of, of doing that because we'd be able to, because we're used to coming up, coming up with complex strategies involving different skill sets and in theory, that should work within this game. Um, 
you know, because everyone, everybody else, like say they they use other people that are not captains in general to, uh, as an example, they only know how they operate. You know, like a sniper is not going to necessarily know how to work an attacker unit. Um, but uh, captains like Suwa, Osamu, they kind of know everybody's job. They kind of know the ins and outs of most of the positions, and they're able to get the most out of as many diverse things as they can. So if they can do it, then it could work out pretty good. And there's no way to know till tomorrow, <laughs> uh, basically. So, right. you know, they kind of table it. They know what they're going to do. They're probably going to split uh, the battle sims between the three captains. And, yeah, that's uh, where we leave off with that. Uh, the next day rolls around and we cut over to Mizukami, who is noticing that he now has more units to handle. And that's when we wa- <laughs> then that's when he walks out into the room and he's like, all right, my valued squad members, there's something I must tell you all. And we already know it's about to pop off as we uh, move on to chapter 228, uh, the away mission test part 25. Uh, and this chapter is a lot of dialogue, a lot of argument. Uh, but basically, Mizukami comes clean here and he explains that I've been doing the battle sims this entire time by myself. Uh, so t- I think today... Uh, we should change plans and we'll all play the game together. Um, and uh, Teruya is just hearing about this and she is pissed. She's like, wait, what are you what are you doing? Because the other squad members are just kind of accepting of it. Um, OG squad being on um, Ikoma squad. Uh, oh, wait, no. Um, what's his fit? Kashio being on OG squad kind of is used to this kind of behavior because uh, OG himself is kind of crafty and uh, yeah. a little underhanded so he's kind of used to just being like all right i guess we're doing that and um of course arafune already knew uh, this whole thing so yeah and uh you know mizukami's like you ain't willing to accept it little miss teru teruya and she's like fucking no and at that moment uh maki uh one of the a rank uh people uh immediately gives her negative one points um Basically, uh, her reasoning being like she understands where she's coming from and and her feelings of it, but now's not the time to have an outburst about it and argue about it because they just got a whole ton of work and getting doing this whole thing will will only hold them back. Um, it's better to just get on with it and talk about it later. Um, and we cut back to the argument uh, at hand. Mizukami is like, I chose everybody here because you guys are smart. Uh, I wanted you guys to focus on the universal and delegated assignments so that uh, and that's like kind of one of the reasons that we've been able to go ahead and I could just do the battle sims by myself because I can. Uh, And uh, that pretty much pushed us along, you know, Uh, you know, if I didn't do that, we wouldn't be where we are. I had no reason to play to not play it that way. Um, So. Yeah, uh, Teruya is like, well, if you had such strong reason, why didn't you just explain it to us? Why keep it quiet? And Mizukami is like, because I didn't want to have a discussion about it. I didn't even want to fucking talk to you guys about it. If I said I'm doing it alone, you guys would not have gone along with it. There would be an argument and, you know, he'd have to, like, 
there would be just like a bunch of reasons not to do it. And by not telling them, he circumvents all of that. And he just gets to do that and they get to get a high success rate. And that's it. (laughs) It's not a waste of time. You know, he knows that this is the plan. This is the best way to go about it, regardless of feelings. So that's that's why he did what he did. Um, right. And he's like, People well, have pride, you know? Yeah. He, he thought about He took that into account. Yeah. And he's like, in that case, then why are you obsessed with scoring well here? I believe that this squad could perfectly achieve a perfectly good st- score through standard tactics. And Mizukami is like, well, I ain't, I don't really have anything else to offer you guys. Um, and he's like, I have a responsibility to send his, uh, to send people with something for their efforts, you know, basically, you know, the, the higher we score, the more money we get and the higher status we get in border. Um, you know, the score is what really matters here and the money. So Terry is just like, well, now you fucked us up because now like your scheme is backfired. You know, now none of us really know how to play the game all that well, and we all have to learn today now. And uh, Mizukami's like, what? You you guys can do it. <laughs> I picked you guys because you're smart. I I wouldn't have picked you if you couldn't handle this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, not that... He, he's like, he's got to be the captain for uh, Ikoma Squad. He's, he's, he's the low-key captain. Yeah, he's the shadow captain. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, anyway, that's all I had to say. Explanation's over. Uh, any other demands? And uh, we, we cut over to... Um, oh, damn, I forget this guy, Fuyu. This, I know this is the second A-rank squad, and they're like, oh, so Mizukami really likes late hit stuck to his guns, huh? And uh, yeah, basically everybody's just waited on, waiting on bated breath to kind of like hear Terrier's response, and Terrier's just like, but... She's like, fine, but could you say please? And uh, he's like, please. He's like, why would? And she's like, I get it. I know I'm being obnoxious, but, and of course I do it, even without a direct request. But there's something about it when someone asks me to please do something for them that lights a fire in my soul. And you know, I guess like that endears people to Terry, and she gets a bunch of points. Um, yeah. Cute little moment, I guess. Bing, 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 bing. Ding, 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 ding. And um, yeah, basically everybody's on board, uh, for for Mizukami's new plan. Uh, and then we cut over to Suwa Squad, and uh, Osamu's just thinking, you know, doing his Osamu thing, just thinking. Hmm. Hmm. And he turns over to Suwa, and he's like, Suwa, I've thought of something regarding the universal assignments, but I'm not sure if it's against the rules or not. And uh, they're like, ooh, something sneaky coming along. And that's where the chapter ends for the month, unfortunately. But, Josh, what did you think of World Trigger chapters 227 and 228? Uh, A pair of excellent chapters. And you know what, Hunter x Hunter, you can hold it down because World Trigger is almost on par with how dense their chapters can be. Um, The second chapter I didn't... I, I'll just say I like the first chapter a lot more than the second. And that's because of the ideas they thought about for with Mukumo introducing the idea of the captains kind of creating their own squads and, 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 and doing what they feel is comfortable. 
I want to go back and kind of see two things. One being the uh, what that what what the rules are and how and how the uh, the game operates. I know it's it's not turn based, but you get it one turn per. You know, you get one move. I forget how it's built. You get like how it's put together. You get like six turns in a battle, um, and you have to like I guess beat your enemy in that time because they're like action oh. tokens, I guess. That's it. Something like that. I also don't remember all that well. This is a monthly huh. series. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Regardless, I I think. I'm surprised they didn't think about this sooner. You know, and I don't think it even has anything to do with them being captain. Oh, you know, I was, let me, I'm sorry. Let me retrace. I, the first thing like that I repeated, uh, I actually forgot what the first one is. The second, the second point I wanted to make was that within the captain's Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I need to just regather my thoughts. I was surprised they didn't already do this. All right. Considering they're the cap, like they're already captains. But, like, I don't understand what they're controlling. You know what I'm saying? Like, were they only controlling their own units? No. Because if Mikumo was on a, um, you know, doing a special assignment, not participating, people were using his units. So it's just weird. Like, I don't know what they were doing before. Like, weren't they already divvying, divvying up, like, the characters? Did they of them have the presence of mind to, to form to formulate, like, a, a strategy? Whatever. It's, I'm not really being critical because I'm just speculating, like, what the thought process was. No, like, what, okay. what you know, what they're... I'm really interested in what they're going to do differently. You know, that's what I'm all... That's basically what this all comes down to. Um, I... He's talking about the first turn being the most effective thing. So what is it they're going to do? Take turns executing a certain play? If all three of them are going to be doing their own thing? I don't know. It leaves a lot for me to think about. This is definitely a, a chapter I'm going to read a couple more times. And like I said, I think it might do all of us a favor to go back and start reading from the beginning of when they start talking about the battle sims. I could explain a little bit. Chapter. What they mean by that is that, like, in theory, you can, you can, you can, like, Mizukami has proved that you can either control everybody's units or divvy them amongst the team so they could all play or some of them can play, uh, you know, all that stuff. It, it could very much well be that the difficulty is that you're given more units with each passing day. So it becomes harder than harder to manage on your own. Mizukami was mm. able to do it all this time because he's just nice like that. But now he's reached a point where he cannot control all these units on his own. He can't manage all of these characters on his own. Uh, mm. In terms of Osamu's team, Osamu wasn't very good at the game. Um, he also like lacked Tryon. So, you know, that was the thing. He, his units are all are particularly weak. He can't really, like, expend a lot of try per day. So he was best served doing the special assignment and any other universal assignments that, you know, needed to be done for the test while the others played the game. Um, 
but now Osamu is pitching that they they divide through like the units that they have coming into the next day amongst the three people on the teams that are captains while the others I guess deal with the special assignment or whatever uh but yeah that's kind of the purpose there I guess that's that's been the vibe for Sua's squad I don't know if that made sense to you but that's that's how I understood it no I I, I guess I I think it it like you and I guess kind of like I said already they weren't really going into the situation thinking that and again that had to do with the fact that there was only they were gaining units so now they're at a point where it makes a lot more sense for multiple people to have these small groups whereas before you know I guess before they had a different mindset there's all interesting stuff um you know Makumo's one of those captains so if he's really going to participate in the battle sims, I'm, you know, if he wasn't before and now he is, this should be really cool. Otherwise, I don't have any more thoughts. I feel like I'm dragging it out. Um, this as for this being a dense chapter, and as much as I love these, I don't really have much more to say. I I, I want to see where this goes. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian, what did you think about these chapters? Um. Honestly, I don't have much more to say aside from what you guys said. Um, mm. I think it was a pretty cool idea to have all three captains kind of do their own thing and then have um, what's the sniper's name? Oki. Oki have Oki be kind of like a like a sniper advisor <laughs> to some extent. Um, but yeah, I thought I just control them outright. Yeah, I think that that was a pretty. I think this was a pretty cool solution, very Osamu esque, mm-hmm. um, and uh, now the the new rule set kind of benefits them doing this style because there's more units in play. So having them spread out responsibility probably works a lot more in their favor. Um, oh, uh, Mizukami, right? That's the guy who was commanding all his units by himself. Yep, I really, really liked what they did with him that and that chapter um the way that he kind of came out told them and then stood his ground and kind of assured his team was really interesting um you don't see that very often where like usually mangaka would probably use this moment to create some turmoil but instead, it kind of solidified the team a little bit more, surprisingly. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. And that put some more respect on Mizukami for me. I was like, oh, wait, this guy, this guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to lead a team. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what more we could get from him in the future of the series. I think he strikes me as a little bit of a Shikamaru kind of character. For some reason, I don't know why. When he talks, he reminds me of Shikamaru. So, um, nah. I'm excited to see what he does in the future. Nice. That's uh, all my thoughts. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I I thought it was super interesting what was going on. This was a a great couple chapters. I, you know, like like Brian said, I feel like a lesser writer would just kind of like use this moment to 
I guess, give Mizukami some kind of comeuppance. But the fact of the matter is, Mizukami wasn't wrong. <laughs> it, it may have been just like a more haphazard way of doing things. But he got results and he did what he had to do for his team. And he wasn't doing it maliciously. He actually did it out of a sense of responsibility. Like he wanted to help these people because he knew they weren't necessarily aiming for the away mission. But he knew that doing well in this test would bode well for them in Boulder overall. You know, you get you get like a lot of money for this stuff and participating and getting ahead. So I respected him on that level. Uh, it makes me think about how he's going to tackle like the actual battle stage of this of this exam. So um, I, I'm very excited to see uh, Mizukami's growth and development from here. Uh, but I don't have much more to add. Uh, Osamu doing Osamu things is always awesome. I'm very excited to see how uh, the how he I guess talks about the universal uh, lessons. One thing I did want to point out in terms of the uh, Osamu stuff of this uh, World Trigger coverage is uh, there's a moment where he references the special assignment as, I guess, a point of inspiration for him for thinking about the initial attack and um, the 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 numbers uh, disadvantage. And I think it would be so very smart if like these universal assignments and these special assignments are actually like hints to kind of acing the battle sims like they kind of go hand in hand in that way uh i think that would be pretty dope because uh if the special assignments lead to answers in the battle sims i think that would be very interesting that's what i'm saying here right there's some type of synergy there yeah because he 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 said that he was like thinking about the answer he gave for the special assignment being the numbers disadvantage and how that led to him thinking Oh, what's important here is to really strike big in the first uh, exchange of these uh, whenever you encounter someone. So, yeah, I, I really like that a lot, and I hope that that was what they were going for, uh, essentially. Um, but yeah, that's it. I don't got nothing else more to add. Uh, we uh, we're in the home stretch now, so uh, that was World Trigger, pretty good. Uh, if there's no more rebuttals. Uh, I suppose we should move on, yeah? All right, then let's go. Black Clover. This is Black Clover, Chapter 343, Black Clash. Uh, Last we left off, uh, Ichiga was popping off about Yami, uh, (laughs) about how uh, Yami is basically Itachi now. And um, Asta... Clarence Slaughterer. Yeah, he couldn't... uh, he couldn't sit by that. So now they're getting into a fight. Uh, Ichika has revealed her cool uh, dark Yorjutsu your armor. Um, uh, Asta pulls out his devil union, and he's pretty much going all out in this battle. Um, so they're fighting left and right. They're kind of exchanging blows for a while. I won't like go into the super particulars of this battle, but it's mm. pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of really cool two-page spreads and, uh, the artwork, uh, is, is pretty stellar for this. Uh, so, you know, uh, Ichika remarks that, uh, you know, they're basically in terms of, in terms of sheer yojutsu and magic, uh, they're pretty much equally matched. The only difference between them now will be how well they can use Zetin. And as they're about to do this cool Zetin slash, um, Asta's like, I figured it out. I think I know what I'm going to do. 
they uh they clash uh but ichika just like kicks him down and she's like as if there was any way you could outmaneuver me in a zetan exchange you have no fucking resolution no convictions no real skill even damn you <laughs> know this nigga <laughs> He's like, how could you, how could someone like you ever become someone like that? And she's like, I can feel your key, your anger at Captain Yami and me. But there's no, there's more than that in your heart. And you can feel that in her mind. She's thinking, shut up, Baka. Uh, <laughs> as uh, they, they, they um, clash one more time f- to decide it all. Um and uh, as they're about to clash, that's when uh, the Shogun guy, uh, Ryuyu, pulls up, blocks both of their attacks in a cool way. Like, like, Kashi, like yeah. a Kashi Sasuke kind of. Yeah, block. something like that. And he's like, that's enough, you two. Um, and um, yeah, uh, at that point, Ichika's like, oh, I'm sorry, Lord Ryuya, I'll slash open my stomach and apology. And he's like, no, stop. <laughs> Don't do that. Ew. Uh, ew. Gross. Uh, and uh, Asta, you know, he's like asking Asta, you all right? And uh, Asta's like, I completely lost that one. I couldn't use Zetin back there. Um, and, you know, uh, he turns over to Ryu and he's like, I'm sorry, is your arm okay? He's like, it's all right. Uh, let's go over to Fumito's. He'll fix us up and make us some food. And then at that moment, he feels the spiritual pressure. Uh, and he looks up and yeah, guess who's back, back, back. It's, uh, some paladins have pulled up to the land of sun and, uh, that's where the chapter ends. Oh, most prominently, uh, the sister is there and, uh, she's, yeah, she's pulled up. Uh, but what, what, what archetype of character? All right. That's the end of the chapter. Yeah. Josh, uh, what did you think about black clover chapter 343? Um, I'll get back to her. Um, next fight, uh, she is absolutely on the same level as Asta. She could have beaten, um, Lucifero probably with the assistance of Yami. It's good to know these things. I don't know when's the last time Asta got kicked in his fucking forehead. But I know he felt that. Oh, yeah. Um, I liked her. I like how she used the, uh, those black suns and moved around and stuff. She's not, you know, she ain't no joke. Like, I respect her gangster. It's just that, like, oh, what's up, Asta? Come on, Asta. You went through a lot of hardships to lose to this. You've done so many push ups from the land of the sun. Her Yojutsu Kaisen isn't that great. Like, you can do this. <laughs> Anyway, back to what I was gonna say initially. What 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 archetype does sister fall into? Okay, I'm having a hard time figuring out of like bad guy. Is she the oh nothing's that big of a deal type? Not really. Kinda. She's like a a cousin to that. It's yeah, the I mean it's not really like, her, right? You know, she's a paladin now. It's not necessarily well, that's what I'm addressing right now. What we're looking at. She's like of the... She's a puritist. That's what I'm going to call a it. A puritist? That, yes. I that don't know if that's a word. She sees the world. She sees the world as just an easy mode game. 
but also joy. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, she has so much confidence that she would never lose. All she focuses on is the happy, like the happiness and joys of things around her. Because she never has to get serious. Yeah, that's never. how I just type. And we know we've seen those before. It's the happy ones, the kitty ones. Mm-hmm. You know, until they get <laughs> serious. Serious. Oh my god! I can't wait to the point in my life where I get serious. <laughs> yeah, same. I haven't used my full power in a really long time. Oh, I man. can't wait to get serious myself. I haven't had to get pushed in that in so long. No, never. Hey, hey, hey! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. oh well. man. Yeah, I don't have any more thoughts. Oh, look at the guy on the left with the halo. Oh, they all have Well, look at him. He's he's or she, you whatever know, that thing is. I know his archetype. Like, he's like the he's like the. I, I want to fight and have fun. Yeah, the goon. Fight, fights are fun. He's the, the goon. reckless goon. Yeah, he's the reckless goon. He's the reckless goon. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just want to fight. I don't care about anything else. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> 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 and then they go on the right, you know, he's Yeah, he's a stoic. Super serious, but probably the most ruthless too. Yeah. Um all right. Like you'd rip your arms up and shove them down your throat. He's the, he's the one he's, like, just Bob. he's the one with conviction. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well He's the first king. Yeah. The first prince. Yeah. Uh Brian, what did you oh, think? Oh, who's your favorite prince? Oh, I'm sorry. I, we got it. I should have did this during uh, World Trigger, but World I mean, Hunter X Hunter Derp. But um, I don't know yet. Prince guys, I don't know yet. Ah, uh, seven six. Benjamin's before. nice with it. His power's cool. The the first prince. He's not a prince. Yeah, he is. Oh, he what's is. his power? He has uh, wrestled there. No, <laughs> he he already came into this knowing then he has the ability that uh. When he has the ability to take the powers of uh, of his people that swore loyalty loyalty to him when they die, so when they die, their abilities become his. Holy shit! Yeah. That's what that big thing does. That that's it. No, that's just his nen beast on his shoulders. Oh, that's separate from his. Yeah, he already has. He already came in knowing and having nen. Right. Oh, I thought he was just like an enhancer, but he also has other cool abilities. Anyway, uh, Brian, what do you think about Black Clover this week? Um, I'm still. Seahawks. I think, I think it was pretty cool that uh, Yami's sister kind of showed him who's boss. Um, honestly, I feel like uh, the the Lord guy feels more like a relative of Yami's than she does, just by like looks alone. But um, her skill set, her skill set is no joke, and I could see how it's kind of similar to how Asta's skill set might be. Um, yeah, you know, given the whole dark armor thing and stuff like that, I feel like Asta's probably gonna yoink that idea. Um, They're both orphans too. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot. They of have common. equal orphan strength. Equal um, orphan think... strength. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh I think um it's interesting that um the the what's her name the the sister Ichika. Up? That's the sister, right? At the yes. 
Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. No, that's the sister. Yes. Yeah. That's his mother, but his sister. Yeah, the the sister. The nun. I don't think she has a name. Yeah, that's why I said the sister. Um, I'm surprised <laughs> that she showed up at the end here. I feel like it's kind of soon for her to be kind of a, a character that gets resolved. Um, do we know who those other two guys are? No, they're new. Or at least yeah. as far as I remember. I was like, I do not remember these guys in my read through. <laughs> that being said, like, uh, Lucius turns people into these things. So they could be people we know, but I just don't recognize them right now. I don't know. The sister still looks recognizable. She's a sister, a mom, and a paladin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Were those are your thoughts, Brian? Yeah. Um, Looking forward to next week. I know I've been saying that a lot today, but I feel like most of the chapters today, aside from One Piece, were kind of self-explanatory. Oh, wait, never mind. Most of the chapters were either self-explanatory or extremely too self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, I I really like this chapter. I, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but this chapter gave me big Bleach vibes. Uh, this is a very Bleach entrance for the Paladins, to be honest. Uh, it's always like this. You know, they're doing something and Bleach then they're is in, a trope. They they're interrupted by the bad guy group just standing in the skies above them and just being like, it's time to go to battle. Uh, so uh, <laughs> honestly, I like I, I don't hate that about Bleach. You know, it's always it, it was always cool. Those are always the best times. Yeah, it always it always was cool when that happened when they were just like chilling and then all of a sudden they get the pre- the spiritual pressure like <laughs> <laughs> well, bro, I, the crazy thing is I'm not even being like sarcastic right now. That shit used to be lit. Yeah. You knew it was uh, a problem when the speed lines came down. <laughs> you knew that shit was about to get popping. Oh, someone stronger than me is around. What is the spiritual pressure? And uh, that happened on a smaller scale with Ryuya. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Did Aizen ever try? Anyway. I don't think he's tried once. <laughs> I don't think he ever actually did. No, but he's still um, waiting for the moment to try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got a smirk on his face, though. Yeah. The only other thing I have to say is that, um, and I've said it before, but uh, the art, uh, Tabata's artwork is just so good these days. You know, he's gotten so much better as an artist. I uh, He's like most improved of the series that we cover, I feel. Uh, not that his art was ever bad, but like. He's got he's got such cool artwork. Ichika has a, such a cool design in this mode. Um, I, I very bushido samurai. Yeah, cool shadow bushido samurai. I respect. I'm that. sorry, Japanese listeners and fans of the culture. I will never say that again. <laughs> uh, but in any case, uh, yeah, fun fun chapter overall. Cool battle. Artwork's fantastic. Bleach vibes all around. I'm very excited about it. Um, looking forward to next week. I don't have much else to say. Yo, if Tabata ever pulls up and smacks the shit out of you, bro, for for, for saying that about his manga <laughs> and relating it to Bleach, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't be there for you and like all in return fire and nothing like that. <laughs> but I would say, after we jumped that nigga, after the fact, I'd be like, you had that coming. I don't think so. I don't. I don't mean it as an insult. I think it's a good thing. I'm comparing well, them to the better parts man. of Bleach that do exist. There are good parts to Bleach. What if I said... 
What if I said one of your projects reminded me of Bleach? How would you feel about I, that? Oh, a massively successful series? I'll take it. That's what you think, Chris. It is massively successful. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into our last series. Uh, Black Clover, great chapter. Undead Unluck. This is Undead Unluck, chapter 134, if you're the you that I knew. If you're the you that I knew. Uh, last we left off, uh, the new loop has started in 1972. Uh, the first person that uh, that uh, fuck Fuko has visited was Ano, who is the uh, unknown negator. Um, and basically, she reveals that her plan in general is to save all of the negators uh, before they uh, collide with the tragedies that turned them into negators in the first place. Uh, the first one being Ano touching the G pen and activating his unknown ability, which basically erased him from existence so to speak like he would be invisible uh against his will forever nobody would ever find him uh and that's his ability um so you know she she saved him from that so good for you fuko and uh she revealed that her next step was going to nico uh this was way before nico joined un uh the union and all that stuff met his wife uh, so, you know, he's he's not gone through the tragedy of losing her yet. Um, and uh, she's basically going to recruit Nico. He's like, hey, let's slay God together, Mr. Nico. And uh, Nico's like, no. <laughs> he closes the door. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good off that, little girl. Yeah. Uh, so, Fuko uses the uh, UMA... Uh, I, f I forget the name of the UMA, but uh, she opens the door basically forcibly letting herself in and she explains the story up to now for the most part. Um, and uh, Nico's like, I don't want to believe this shit. The answers, the rules that scientists of yesteryear dedicated their lives to uncovering are being rewritten at a whim of some lousy God. It's bullshit. Uh, right. And he's like, I'm a scientist. And therefore, I'm an atheist. I don't even believe in that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Foucault's like, well, it's true. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to, I, you know, we got to do it. I figured that if you were the Mr. Mr. Nico you knew, I would say that. And she was like, and Nico's like, don't tell me I was your boyfriend or something. He's like, no. Mm. <laughs> no. What made you think that? He's like, I mean, you look awfully happy to see me and stuff. I just assume. But, you know. I'd only be interested in someone who's got an intellect to match mine. And I don't want any kids either. But Foucault knows, you know, dramatic irony. He has both of those things. Uh, so, you know, yeah. uh, Nico basically asks her to explain her plan. And the idea, of course, as we know, is to basically stop the tragedies that will eventually manifest the abilities of her allies. Um, I can't believe I called that. Either. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah, um, and not for being right, but that that's the case. Anyway, yeah, uh, and uh, she reveals that the next uh, person that they're going to save is uh, Gina from all the way back at the beginning of the series, uh, and the uh, unchanged negator. 
Uh, if you don't remember, Gina's ability is to halt the change of anything, meaning that she can basically stop movements. She can freeze things in the air, including air itself. Um, she just prevents any form of change happening, whether it be movement or otherwise. Uh, and she's like, hey. is like, we'll just keep going and we'll save everybody one after another. Uh, and, you know. The, I needed to start with you because you're the only person who would believe and cooperate with me. So what are you going to do? And uh, Nico's like, I I want to ask one more one thing. I'm part of a group, right? Even if I was part of a team before, you could have found any scientist, but you came to, sh- to me. What kind of na- negator do I become? And what tragedy is awaiting me? And um, Foucault's actually like starting to think about like, the consequences of probably change of, of telling Nico and what would happen. Uh, you know, so she's like, I, 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 if Nico were to know what happened to him and be forced to suffer due to unforgettable, Nico would probably distance himself from Ichiko. So, you know, none of that stuff comes out, you know, he doesn't become the Nico that he needs to be. And she's like, I can't tell you, but you know, and she's like, what? You can't tell me the bad things that are in the store for me, but should I come up with plans to prevent everything? And you're telling me that I should keep helping you until the time comes? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Um, uh-huh. I need you to suffer, bro. Yeah, and I, I need you to trust me. Uh, You know. And, uh, well, not necessarily suffer. She's like, look, there's going to be a time where I'll tell you everything. Uh you know, when the time comes, but it hasn't come yet. It just simply hasn't. Uh, if you basically, if she, if Nico knew that all the stuff that's about to happen to him, he would avoid Ichiko in general and they neither. So, you know, he can't let it happen. Uh, she can't let it happen. And, uh, she basically promises him is like, Hey, if you go along with me and you just give me your trust, I'll ensure that you're the happiest you've been, you've ever been in any loop. Um, and Nico just like is taking it back, and he's like, "I must have had a pretty rough, rough life." And he's, she's like, "Yeah, you did. Your life was pretty rough. It was pretty terrible." Um. So she's like, "So Nico's like, all right. So unchanged. How do we save her?" And uh, Fuko's like, "Well, negator negator abilities can't be stopped from manifesting in general." Uh, I know was a special exception because God intentionally imbued the G liner pen with unknown to prevent the mm. key strategic info stored within it to keep to from leaking out. So that's why I was able to escape being a negator, but Gina, right. Gina's ability cannot be stopped. Uh, tragedy is bound to stop her. So, you know, she explains that in, in seven, 1972 Soviet union, Gina will unconsciously activate her ability making the air around her unchangeable and basically suffocate her entire fucking village. Uh, Jesus, 40,000 people. Yeah, not great. So uh, Foucault says that in order to prevent this tragedy, Nico, she needs Nico to make this, uh, this psychopod, which is basically a device to stop the spread of unchanged air and invention from the future. Uh, and that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think of uh, Undead Unlocked Chapter One Thirty Four? Well, um, 
I was very happy reading this chapter again because of what I said earlier about that they're really going through it, bringing every single person back. I don't know how much attention each character is going to get, but this is enough for me personally. Um, man, I don't. Foucault's emotional states don't get tired to me. Um, even when I hear myself slightly on an echo, probably because Brian's gate is open or something like that. <laughs> but regardless, um, it's just when she had that that panel where she's saying, I'll ensure that you're the happiest you've been in any loop. I don't know. That kind of got to me. Like, she's so sincere in what she wants to do. And now it's not just somebody being sappy. She's been, she watched all her friends die already. This is, you know, this is confident emotion i like what i'm seeing here from foucault as a character i think this is low-key the best part of the series foucault developing more um what do they say they're gonna do for gina what's the plan they're gonna uh basically yeah, make... to stop the spread of unchanges air and venture from the field <laughs> yeah basically they're gonna try to prevent her from suffocating her entire damn city or whatever wherever she's from yeah well pretty pretty dark good luck good luck well it is unluck so we'll see yeah but yeah i'm of the same mind i think this is such an interesting uh way to go about the series uh going forward I uh, I think it's a very unique way of going about it. And Foucault's growth is just so much so. She's not like just kind of like a passive character anymore. She's actively trying to do shit. And uh, mm-hmm. I respect that. I think I love that she's like doing this whole get the band back together thing. Uh, I also, I'm not sure how detailed it'll be, but uh, uh, I'm hoping that it will be pretty detailed. I don't, I think it's just like not viable to repeat this process with every single person at length, but uh, I'll take as much as they can give. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see how this is executed going forward. Uh, it is funny that we're starting with Gina because uh, she's the negator in the union that we spent least time with. So, yeah, because uh, she dies pretty early. Uh, so I'm I'm excited for what comes next with Undead Unluck. She was a welcome mat for the union, essentially. Basically, uh, so yeah. Excited, unique concept, uh, not not foreign to Undead Unluck, but uh, those are all my thoughts. Uh, Josh, do you have any rebuttals, anything you wanted to add? Aside from from what I said earlier, no, not really. Um, Akane Banashi, do you read that? I didn't read it this week yet. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's a good series, though. Save Gina. Um, anyway. Please. All right. With that being said, that was Undead Unluck. And that has been our show. Show Ha Show 10. That's another good one. Yeah, that's another good one. I'm caught up on that now. Nice. I'm actually behind on it. Anyway, uh, yeah, this show has been a long one. Thank you guys for bearing with us. Uh, next week will be slightly easier. We won't have uh, as much stuff. So uh, tune in next week. But uh, I hope you enjoyed what we gave you. Eight series in a row. Uh, yes. Uh, Damn, I can't believe we used to do this all the time. Oh, man, that's when we used to cover Marvel regularly. So, uh, you know, I can't imagine doing that this week. Uh, But 
in any case, thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, uh, you could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole on Instagram at New Jump City Josh on Twitter. Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, he also plays video games on Twitch at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Email the show itself. Oh, wait, follow show at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. I'm still trying to figure out the poll situation uh, because we get, you know, you let us know how you guys like it. If you prefer to answer questions, uh, answer the poll on Twitter or on the YouTube channel. Uh, I feel like the youtube channel gives us a little bit more options and also you know it's directly to our subscribers uh but yeah uh-huh. let us know follow us regardless uh do all that stuff uh emails at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about uh and uh yeah we'll get back to you eventually uh we still got a backlog of questions but please keep sending them as you think of them uh we'll, we will get to them eventually um you can subscribe to us on our YouTube, please. That would be super cool. Subscribe if you like the show. That is Josh's cat, Coco. Uh, very adorbs. I wish I could get my cat on here, but she's deathly anxiety-ridden. <laughs> she wouldn't like me carrying her. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, give us a like. Give us a share. Comment underneath it. Let us know what you guys think about the show, the chapters that we talked about, whatever it is. Uh, do all that stuff. If you prefer audio podcasts, we're pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, anywhere you think, we're on there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, that, I think that's it for the show. Thank you guys so much, as per usual. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, New Jump Citizens. Peace. Peace out, guys. <laughs>